and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. James Farlong. Hey. And Sean Bell. You alright? Sean the Cheeky Man Bell. That's that's what they call me. <laughs> trying to get the, I'm the, trying to get your little nickname in the there, cheekster. mate. That's the Cheekster. The Cheekmeister. Um, yeah, I feel I need to clear something up uh, right at the start of the show because who listens to chat very good? Me. Anyone? Sometimes. It's good. I like it. It's a really good podcast. You should all listen to it. It's very funny. Um, and I like everyone on it except for Sam, but then who's <laughs> who does like Sam? Um, now... I don't know if you know Sam White. He's very. I, I I like the guy, despite what I just said. But I'm not going to tell him anything anymore because he mangles stories that I tell him to make me sound absolutely disgraceful. So let me just play. Let me just play you what because I was listening to this this morning, right? Mm. And at first I was quite happy. There was quite nice things being said about me, and then and then just listen to what happens, right? Okay. He's done quite a few. Should we have check? A look now? And then um, let's see who's winning. Right, so what they're doing now... <laughs> right, so someone's just brought up Mirrodad. Are we allowed to talk about Mirrodad? Yeah, I think we have, yeah. haven't we? I don't, know, I don't know what Mirrodad is. Oh, come oh. on, I must have told you this. I might, you might have. Okay, you have. it's the one where Dave Turner used to stand in the mirror with his kid and look in the mirror, and when the kid looked up at him in real life, he'd be like, Oh, I love you, Harry, love you, Harry. And when the kid looked in the mirror and saw Mirrodad... Dave would go, I'm going to get you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right. Now, to, to, to start off with that, right, I that mirrored dad story is true, right? <laughs> He's just going to to Harry. Good memories. And Joe, Joe goes there. The, what I didn't say was, I'm going to kill you, right? That's not true. However, I'm going to give Sam the benefit of the doubt then, and, and I might have said that I said that because it was funnier okay so i'll give him the benefit of the doubt but listen to the story that he moves on to because this is ridiculous right <laughs> in fact should i tell you this what actually happened this this story so basically joe's six-year-old niece um she went for a phase of absolutely loving accents right which is shaky ground i know but among <laughs> i love an like, accent the innocence of a child it's fine, trust me. So she would just bark accents at me and then I'd try and do the accent and she'd laugh at me. And then I'd bark accents at her and she'd try and do the accent and laugh. And then I can't remember, I think what I told you this morning, I don't think it was 100% true because this was ages ago. Um, I I think I was doing a nativity play or something. And for each character, I got her to ask me what accent they want them in. And for the narrator, she, she chose uh, African now that is, you know, it is one of those accents that you can't really do, right? Because you do get classed as racist, right? Am I right? Because there are a few <laughs> accents that you can't do: Chinese, Indian. Um, you know, you could. I mean, few... yeah, you could do like a South African one and not be racist. I think. Yeah, absolutely. South African's but, fine, I think. Yeah. Polish is that racist now? Um, I think the it thing is, is this whole thing has done my head in for like for years. You know, why is it racist to do an Indian accent when I can't? If I do well, an American well, because, one, it's fine. Yeah, you know. yeah I, because I, I know why. I mean, well, hang on, that's because nobody's really racist against that. them. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I, to- but, I totally understand why some accents are racist and some aren't because yeah. some were used in abusive situations yeah, and yeah. others weren't. You don't, you didn't have Americans coming over and having to endure. Actually, you probably did. Like everyone's done an, a bad American accent, an American person at some point <laughs> yeah. in their life. Um, well, but, but no, that's just the way it is. 
I'm not qualified enough to question that, so I go along with it. I don't do those accents. But when there's a six-year-old little girl asking you to do an African accent, you fucking do one, all right? Because it (laughs) makes her smile. Probably not in public, but I did. And because it was the nativity, um, I kept saying baby Jesus in an African accent. And I'm not going to do it now. But I'd love to hear your African accent because I've never heard it before. As I say, you I'm... don't do it in public. They're the rules. I'm going to stick to it. Well, you know, in public, but... you're in your own home. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But this is getting this goes all over the world. This sound file very slowly. It downloads very, very slowly, but it does go around the world. So, <laughs> wait, so I did the African accent for Baby Jesus, and then the the joke was the end result was that she was going to school and every time the nativity was being done, she was shouting baby Jesus in an African accent like I was doing, right? That was the story. Totally innocent and with silly results and, you know, a bit of a funny anecdote. I told Sam White this. Listen how he takes this story and mangles it, right? That's something you do to a nephew, not your own Right, so they're still talking about Mirror Dad here. Every time she turned back round, he turned back round. He'd be like, "You alright, mate? What's up? What's up? Who's that? Who's that? I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> David, David's now my hero. <laughs> You're my hero, hero tomorrow. <laughs> no of you getting your cousin to sit on a bin. Right here we go. Has David told you the story of when he convinced his niece that Jesus spoke with an African accent? <laughs> <laughs> that's where that sto- That's how that ended up. Has he told you that story about how he told his niece? He convinced his niece that Jesus spoke with an African accent. Like I sat her down and said, you do know, look, you do know this about Jesus, right? And he makes it worse. So David Turner's niece came up to David's brother. uh, And I think Dave took her through the nativity, but told her that uh, Mary spoke like, it was the baby Jesus. Oh my God. (laughs) So whenever... (laughs) Their uh, niece used to talk about Mary. She would put affect an African accent. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Who's that baby Jesus? Right. Okay. I'm going to stop it there. But David, can I just horrible say, person. I, I didn't know you. Shocking. The Sam's thing wasn't real. <laughs> that wasn't the real story. The, the thing. The thing is, right, is that the, what gets me about that clip and what like horrified me while I was sitting at my desk listening to it this morning was you can hear Joe Scrabbles gasp in a way that he was thinking i knew this about him i knew he was like that in real life i'm telling you you listen to it back you hear him go oh jesus <laughs> so just to be clear that wasn't the story if you listened to chat very good and heard that and thought fucking hell dave's racist that wasn't the story at all sam white is just a fucking idiot okay is that clear thank you it's you've said worse in the past you know in private obviously you know yeah, you say anything in private as long as it doesn't get out there, eh? Uh, yeah, okay. So um, there's a few things happened in the gaming world that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the main thing is the whole um, Red Dead Redemption backwards compatibility. It finally happened. It did. But uh, um, do you know what was interesting me? Was that at the same time, uh, the Warriors come out on PS4. Yeah, and, really? And man, that really shows the difference in... Like, they announced that Red Dead Redemption come out on the Xbox One. Everyone rushed and downloaded their copy of Red Dead Redemption that they bought or paid for it for £6 off the off the Xbox store. That's what or I did. Or found their old discs or whatever. Any any of that stuff. Warriors come out for PS4 and they charged, what was it, 15 quid for it? 
Jesus. 13 to 15 quid, something like that. I think, yeah, it's the and standard I, rate, isn't it, for PS2 stuff on the PS4? It, it, does, make, it does make fucking Sony look shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that Warriors announcement is quite a big one, right? Like a Rockstar game that you can play on, on current-gen consoles. And all right, it was a PS2 game, but still. Um, but the fact that, that that news just sunk like a rock because everyone was talking about the Red Dead Redemption thing. I, I bet I know why that's happened. I bet Rockstar have done that because Sony obviously want their backwards compatibility stuff to go through PlayStation Now. Um, so I bet Sony might have said, let's get Red Dead on there. But if you think about that, I guess Sony would get like a cut of that from, you know, from subs and whatnot um, or rentals. Whereas this way, like you know, Rockstar can just you know, you know I, I don't know. I'm not sure how much coding is required or what is required to get it available and working on backwards compatibility on Xbox One. But I bet that way they're like, well, we're not we're not like leaving a percentage of our sales to Sony. I bet it, it feels like a bit of a fu to Sony in many ways. They have said that it's um it it takes no coding, right? That it's just a switch that they have to flick. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure that's true because. I would have thought they'd have wanted to get this on on there to be announced at E3. I could be wrong, but but that's that you know that's the that that would be the sensible idea to just suddenly announce that on stage and get a big applause for doing basically nothing. Um, mm. And also, it's been sort of in and out from the the, the backwards compatibility compatibility list for a long time. So it's kind of like, uh, why would this? You know why was that happening? Why, if it was just a flick of a switch, then why why wasn't that just slung on there? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's I think Sony have this idea where they see um, that the backwards, like the the back catalogue of Sony games and stuff, is worth a certain amount of money, and if you start slinging games like Rockstar games on there for free, it would look stupid when they try and sell their back catalogue of games whereas I don't think Microsoft really give a shit they just want uh, and I mean they're in a position to try and impress people and entice people over to Xbox One so maybe that helps but if they keep this shit up like if all this goodwill stuff keeps going then I can see the the um, was it the Scorpion being Scorpio a Scorpio I always forget um, I can see that being quite a success because I think over the next year if they keep banging out shit like that and getting the Xbox One name out there in in you know in quite high regard, like building the reputation back up. I think when their next console comes out, you know people are going to be very interested in that. They're going to see value in that. The fact that, you, that you, not only can you play your Xbox One games on it, you'll also be able to play a hell of a lot of Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty games on it. Do you know? Do you know what's um, really funny about this? I remember just before the Xbox One came out, when we did Joypod, we had a big conversation about this and how backwards compatibility didn't matter and now you you changed your tune no you brought this up before my point back then was it's not a system seller what it is like when when you're launching a console i don't think that's a point that's going to make people blow their minds what what i'm saying is that once you're involved all that extra stuff gives you so much goodwill and it's great publicity there's a difference do you see what i'm saying yeah i see what you mean yeah so so like so I stand by what I said back then, but the fact that they've introduced it is massive. And I did agree with this. I much I would have much preferred if they put backwards compatibility in it from the start rather than focus on the connect video stuff. You know, I love I love the voice control stuff. Um but but the video stuff is obviously has been shit, like it's been a failure. Um if they'd have focused on the backwards compatibility from the start, would it have made much difference? 
See, Actually, I'm I, not 100% sure. I really think it would have done, because I reckon if they'd have done that, it would have got a lot of people that switched to PS4 because they just felt there's nothing to lose from doing that. You know, if you if you already you've got like loads of games already that you can play on it, I okay, it's not going to like be a complete system seller, but I think it would have been something which would have slowed the you know the move to PS4 because it you know because I don't know because because that had nothing to do with it, did it? The, the the big wave of negativity over the Xbox One had nothing to do with the fact that it didn't have backwards compatibility because the PS4 didn't. Um, I think the damage was already done at that point and a lot of people have made up their minds way before the consoles hit the shelves. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting, um, like, if this sort of becomes a thing that basically every gen, like, I don't want to say gen, generation, that's the word, um, like, everyone just goes, right, let's not bother with backwards compatibility and then whoever's on the back foot in, like, a year or two further down the line, they then bust it out to be like, look, we've got backwards compatibility and then suddenly that becomes a race that everyone needs to take part in. I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think now that I, Microsoft have shown the advantages of having backwards compatibility in the way that they're doing it, I think people are going to have to sit up and take notice. And it's not mm. going to be long until Sony fans are going to go, hold on, why the fuck aren't we getting this shit? Definitely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Basically, Microsoft are doing the legwork now to get... Xbox 360 and um, you know and and those sorts of games work on Xbox One. I reckon this is the last round they'll have to do because from here on in it's gonna be like Xbox, you know, uh, Xbox One, Xbox Scorpio, and 360 all working on the same platform. They'll get this done now, yeah. and then every game from now on in, from you know, from here on in, will work on seemingly every, um, all the you know the, the the next few generations of Xbox. And I think you're totally right, Dave. I think Sony's sort of PS Now streaming experiment, which no one appears to be using, at least no one I know is using or talking about. I feel like streaming streaming of games sounds like a cool thing, but ultimately, if people can just look at their library of digital games they bought in the past or use their old discs, that that's a much more compelling proposition than just having to subscribe to a new service. And I think you're totally right. I think. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Sony changing its mind and slightly adding in backwards compatibility to, you know, to, especially if they are going to want people to upgrade the consoles every two years to give people this library of games they bought in the past. You know, I reckon they're going to need to do that. Well, it's not just that. It's also the fact, the fact that, um, it, you know, you've got the two competing uh, services. You've got PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold. And you're looking at the PS Plus games that are coming out. And, okay, you get Vita games, you get PS3 games, you get PS4 games. But if you only own a PS4, you're only playing the PS4 games. Whereas the Xbox One, it gets two um, Xbox One games and two Xbox 360 games. Those 360 games play on the Xbox One. you know. And we were talking um, amongst ourselves in our little group on WhatsApp about like why the hell would anyone buy an Xbox One now if you've got a PC that can play xbox one games and you know most xbox one games are going to be coming out for the pc and i said well they don't give a fuck if you don't buy an xbox one mm. that what they give a fuck about is you signing up because i'm assuming you need xbox live gold to be play playing games with your mates on xbox one if you know what i mean mm. they'll have the, that crossover service you'll have to pay for that yearly and i wouldn't be surprised if their next big announcement is xbox 360 games coming to games with gold will also be play anywhere like on your pc and all that sort of stuff it's like um that's a huge string in your bow yeah it's like with with steam on the pc um you can buy your steam games through steam 
you can also like if you if you're a developer and you've made a game and you're putting it on steam valve will say right how many codes do you want to give to people or to sell like you don't like they don't care really whether you buy stuff through steam or not because they know if every shop is selling steam keys you're a fucking steam user whether you like it or not and it's about having you in like it's just about getting people in their ecosystem like what you know they don't care so much where you're buying the games from and it'll yeah it's it's the same thing with the xbox it's like you say it's if you're on the pc fine you've you know you've saved them the trouble of selling you a piece of hardware they don't actually make much money off anyway like they, but you're paying your live sub and you're buying games through the the xbox live store which they get a cut off so they're more than happy i think we're going to see quite a shift and i think the big part of that shift is going to be the release of uh, the scorpio i think mm. that is going to be um you know i'm all for ps4 i love my ps4 um i love how it runs games better i like uh i love my ps4 but i think microsoft might have a strong future and i think they're making all the right moves at the right times mm. and i think to wrap like because it will get to a point where console sales will mean fuck all because sony mm. could say we've sold 60 million units and Microsoft will go, yeah, but look how many people signed up to Xbox Live. And, it, you know, it's double that because we've got all the PC people that want to play all the Xbox, the, you know, the branded Xbox games. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, we're, we're, we're going into a future that none of us can predict because we've never lived through it. We've never, we, you know, we're so, in terms of console gaming, we're, we're so used to generations that, that um, in our minds, the PS4 started so well that the Xbox One was never going to catch up. But now we're not facing that. We're not looking to say, oh, the next Xbox might bring it back. We're now thinking, actually, they can shift this uh, over the next year. And then with the release of this halfway, you know, half-step console, or whatever you want to call it, like that could really turn it on its head. I, I just, I'm just really excited to see what Sony have planned for the Neo. Because they need to come back with something here. The thing is, is you know, as these things start to become more about like becoming a service, like you said, like Xbox Live. In theory, that should mean that Microsoft should be in a pretty good position for that because they've got a lot more experience with like services than Sony have got. As in, like, well, there's that and the fact that fucking everyone's got a Windows machine somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, Sony's never been that well known for doing like amazing, you know, sort of like software. If you see what I mean, it's never been that great. Yeah, I totally get it. And what what other than the PlayStation can play Sony games? At the moment, you're getting PS Now on TVs. Like, my TV came with PS Now built in, mm-hmm. and I can plug my DualShock 4 in and play, play on on that TV. You can buy, you know, but, but PS Now can, uh, is available on loads of different services. But it's it ain't fucking successful because no one wants to stream games. I mean, that's clear now. I think that's very mm. clear. No one wants to stream games because the first little hitch you see in that streaming service, you're turned off. You don't feel as confident in the uh, in the, the the service anymore. Um, and I think they're surprised by that. I'm certainly surprised by that because when OnLive come out, I I thought, well, this is the future. It's just not ready yet. 
Yeah. And I'm just kind of thinking, well, if it's still not ready, maybe it ain't fucking ever going to be ready. <laughs> I think also um, p- people just like to own games. Like before, you know, or still now, I guess, lots of people like to have like games collections, they had DVD collections, CD collections. I think people are now warming to the fact that they're actually happy to have a digital game collection. And yeah, with yeah. PS Now, you don't have that. You're basically, I wouldn't class Netflix as my film collection. It's just Netflix, whereas I have like, Tons of games from PlayStation Plus downloaded and some games from Steam and now Xbox is building up a library. So I think people just like that and like having some form of some form of ownership. They they know about digital licenses and this and that. But, you know, I think they're happy just having that alone and PS Now doesn't give them that. And it was a pretty incredible feeling when um, Microsoft implemented the backwards compatibility stuff. And on your My Games and Apps section on your Xbox, it was like, wow, this is triple the length than it was yesterday. What the fuck? And then you scan down and you're like, I totally forgot I bought that. Oh my God, I, I, I haven't played, um, what is it, uh, Geometry Wars in ages. And, but you mm. download that and boot it up. Yeah, it makes it really so wish I bought more games digitally um, earlier. It's weird, um, James, because I think you're right. Yeah, I, maybe I did underestimate the power of um, backwards compatibility. I don't think it's a system seller, but now that there are systems out there, it is generating a lot of good goodwill for microsoft and f- they fucking need that at the moment yeah um and if they open this shit up to to pcs then i mean imagine imagine xbox 360 games that never come out for pc being play anywhere through xbox live games with gold i, I that would attract a lot of interest from pc gamers i th- i mean you'd mm, know more absolutely. than i would sean but um to have that shit there must be uh yeah pretty exciting and I mean, the thing uh-huh. about it is, it's not even—it's not even just um, you know, like saying, "Okay, I've got this massive list of games that I'm probably never going to play." It's also increasing confidence in the platform as well that those games are going to continue. Yeah, you know, that they're not just going to be like disappear forever. Yeah, like when you purchase that, you've purchased it for life. I mean, you feel mm. like that with the App Store on your iPhone, yeah, right? Exactly. You feel like yeah, I bought this stuff, and and when I get my next phone, I just press a button and it downloads the. The, the apps that I'm used to using and the ones that I've paid paid for and that's what we were talking about um like I was talking about moving over to Android and I think that's probably the one thing that worries me the most uh, well there's a few things there's twi- the Twitter app which I'm not too <laughs> sure about the um the which honestly the, 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 your mates need sorting out I don't know <laughs> it's fine there's nothing wrong with it it's fucking awful um yeah they go, oh, here comes Sean complaining about the official Twitter app. Yeah, I'm with Sean. I'm fucking <laughs> with him. Um, then then there's the uh, touch pay stuff, but apparently that's all in Android now, so that's pretty yeah, yeah, cool. That's um, uh, but also the fact that, you know, there's a lot of games and apps that I use on a regular basis that I've bought from uh, Apple Store and they've locked me in. Mm. Weird. <laughs> Very strange, very strange future ahead. Did anything else happen in the uh, video game world this this week? Not that I'm aware of. Fucking uh, a lot of uh, a lot of silence going on. How depressing. I was just scanning for a news website and uh, and I absolutely nothing is it? Oh, No Man's Sky was only eight six gigabytes apparently. Oh, fucking people complain about that man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Have what, you noticed what, anyone what, actually how, complaining? What, what, about what are they complaining about? I saw it went gold and yeah, that that well, was. Well, they can basically. So the Hello Games Twitter account just tweeted saying, "Oh yeah, it's six gig and it's mostly audio." Um, yeah. but <laughs> isn't that the point? Isn't that well, the point yeah, of the game? The whole, the whole point idea is the 
yeah, the universe fucking generates itself with maths. That's the fucking whole thing. So to complain that it's only six gig, fucking get a new you hobby. You cannot explain that without sounding like a massive nerd, can you? <laughs> there is that. It just generates with maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you know, it's the same principle as Elite, which fit on a fucking cassette tape, you know, 20 odd years ago. So. Yeah, but that, you know. I didn't have great graphics, did it? No, it didn't have um, uh, 65 Days of Static on the soundtrack either because they were all <laughs> not born yet. What have you been playing, Sean? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing I've been playing more Stardew Valley. I've been playing more Destiny, but Lord knows you don't need to hear about them. No, I do um, need to hear. Yeah, have you actually hear. left the, 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 the farm yet? Yeah, I want to hear, I wanna hear no, a story. No, not really. I'm writing a whole thing about how I just resent the town now. This um, is so have you weird. even talked to the townsfolk, Sean? Have you even? I've, start, I feel like I've, I've started giving them. That's it. I've started giving some of them presents, and sometimes they're all right with it, and sometimes they're like, "Oh, thanks." It's like, oh fuck off! You didn't tell me what you like. How am I supposed to know you didn't want some grapes? Go fuck Sean, yourself! You've got to get out of there and meet some people. It feels like you're just I'm all right. Farm. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's like, Sean, it's like Sean playing Fallout Four and just staying in the what is it the what is it called the sanctuary? Make just building his first house and, and just, just getting up there. every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this whole adventure out there, but no, I've got to do my crops this morning. Should I because... sit in my tower and just snipe anyone who comes near? Um, <laughs> I had to go on uh, Robocraft. This is a game for the PC um, where you can build robots and then get into death matches with them. It is all right. Um, you build you robots like, and get to, It's not like... It, so when you go into the construction mode, you're like, oh my God, it's Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Um, but like, there's no, there's no physics on your robot. Ooh. So like, if you put like a pair of legs at the back and then, then it stretches about 10 meters in front of it, it'll just walk around quite happily. Um, that's, uh, that's and, annoying. Yeah, basically I just took like the basic robot that you start with, put as many lasers as, as I was allowed on it and then absolutely tore ass in my first match. <laughs> um, and I was Is like, it multiplayer right, or are you playing against AI? No, it's multiplayer. Yes, it's online death matches and that. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. Um, How can you not have physics in a game like that? I mean, like, I would have, you know, I would have loved like a banjo kazooie, kazooie nuts and bolts type building thing with weapons on it, like uh, yeah, you know, robot robot wars. But with so, banjo I'd be quite nuts up for and bolts. like yeah, like a game like this, but where it's like actually sort of difficult to get something that moves efficiently, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like everyone's just sort of fucking rolling around in these And you know how people like mastered work. nuts and bolts and then mm. created these, you know, like 20 foot robot things where you yeah, things that even the devs are like, along. That, that shouldn't be possible. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> imagine entering a death match with your crappy little thing that you've done and this huge robot thing just comes up and stomps <laughs> on you and you're just going to go, yeah, you're better at building things than I am. Well done. <laughs> Um, so yeah I mean it's alright it's free I had to go on it it was, it was fine um, I've also but I forgot to put this in the plan I've also been playing a shitload of Aliens vs Pinball um, which what? is it's by you know Zen Studios who do all of the pinball games yeah they're yes. amazing um, yeah how yeah. about loads when PS4 first came out yeah um, Matt what was the what was the thing's name what was the ghost's name that you had to find oh god oh I... that's gonna bug the fuck out of me okay I, um <laughs> I'll find out. Yeah. Oh, that... it's not here. Yeah, go on. Have a <laughs> look. Go on. That's what they said, isn't it? It's yeah. like, oh, 
he's not in here yet. Where Casper or whatever his name was. Go on, what, what have they done now? These crazy. Mother- so this is this is on your phone. Oh, it might be on other things, I suppose. Um, I've been playing it on my phone. Uh, basically, yeah, three pinball. It's like four pound fifty to unlock all three tables. You start off. There's an aliens versus predator one. There's an aliens one, and there's an alien isolation one. Um, okay. I've spent most of my time on the Aliens vs. Predator one. Basically, it's it's fucking wicked. It's just uh, three absolutely solid pinball tables with loads of like weird, stupid ideas. Um, like playing the Alien vs. Predator one, you're like the idea. You know, like it always amazes me how pinball tables always have like a like beyond just you know it being themed a certain way. It's like right, no, you're a predator, and in the film. Like he starts off, he's not got any of his weapons, and he's trying to find them in this pyramid. And like, and that's what you're doing on this pinball table. You're like hitting certain things and trying to, um, like get this guy all his weapons. And then that activates all these other modes and shit. And um, yeah, it's just it's just slick as fuck. Um, plays really nicely. And like, I've only had a quick go on the 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 aliens tables and the alien isolation one. The alien isolation one's really smart. It's like it seems to have this whole mechanic where, um. I forget her first name. I know she's Ripley's relation and she is something Ripley, isn't she? Ellen Ripley? No. Ripley's fucking Ellen. Embarrassing myself. Um, and basically her and the alien are like moving around the pinball table as you're playing and activating certain things like moves the alien to certain places and fucking, and it's about like helping her avoid the alien. It's nuts and it's really good fun and it's nice to have a good mobile game that you just pay some money for and then you've got it. Well done. And then you enjoy. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like um, uh, I I'll never forget the first time that, that, that I I wasn't really into pinball tables, mm. uh, as a kid, but I do remember the first time that I started playing one on a regular basis, mm. and the first time it, I I realised that it wasn't just about hitting the ball, and yeah. it hitting something and you getting a point for it. Like it, it, all of a sudden, I like the ball got locked, and then there was a mini game in the little screen above yeah, yeah, the yeah. table, and I was like, "The fuck? When is yeah. this? <laughs> Why? When did this become a thing?" And then you look, and like that was pretty much a whole point in them. For, for we well, see, yeah, because that, that, um, the first time that clicked for me was playing fucking uh, Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy Color, because that really? was like that whole this that had this whole thing where, um, again, it was this these mini games where you're trying to catch all the Pokemon, and it was like, oh shit, so it's a pinball game, but also they've added elements yeah, but did you think? Did you think? It. Did you think at the time, oh, this is just a clever thing they've done with the game to make it more cool, or did you instantly know that this must be what normal pinball machines are like? Well, yeah, it was sort of playing that and then later going on to other pinball games and being like, oh yeah, shit, no, they've all got things like this. Yeah. Like weird little hooks and stuff, and it's, yeah, it's, it's really smart. Just the, I just love the fact that for some reason, like pinball machines are like this, like they're they're their own medium through which people just sort of apply weird little mechanics and try and fit other things into. Like it seems like such a strange thing to have endured the way it has, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And and there seems to be like this mad craft about like they're one of these things that I always find. I'm sure there are bad examples of it, but when you see a pinball machine with a movie tie-in. It's yeah. usually lovingly crafted. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like you see video games with movie tie-ins, that's usually a sign that it's going to be shit. <laughs> but then when you play a pinball machine based on a movie, like the vast majority of ones that I've played, I'm like, holy shit, they've actually put some thought and ideas into this. Yeah. This is actually pretty <laughs> impressive. Uh, yeah. 
same with uh same with fruit machines <laughs> <laughs> i found when i went to vegas and there was actually like slimer coming out at me when i hit three uh bill murray's in a row <laughs> i should say uh i was tweeting about zen studios because i've got a lot of respect for them because because they seem to just keep like that's all they do they just do this one like pretty niche thing like really well over and over again um, yeah got a few tweets from i think he's a listener uh cammy toman at co-mutiny who was basically like no that he's, he's really into his pinball basically um and he says if you really know what you're on about you'll be playing uh the pinball arcade instead which is apparently by a different team who are like they basically they're sort of proper recreations of actual um, pinball machines, and apparently that's much better. So I've I've got that downloaded, but I've not had a go yet. Yeah, but is that like when <laughs> when like a mate of yours who's way into their music goes, no, no, listen to this band, they're much better. <laughs> they're, they're technically much better. And you listen to me, like <laughs> fucking. Well, he, <laughs> I mean, the thing, his his um, sort of analogy was basically it's like comparing actual golf to crazy golf, and that like, yeah, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. It's still really fun. Um, but if you're really into your golf, you would play actual golf. And I get that because like all the you know the Zen stuff. Um, they all have elements to them that only work because it is a computerized oh, yeah, version yeah, of a pinball table. But I really like that because I really enjoyed. Um, I don't know if you ever played Flipnik on the PS2. No, um, that was like it was a pinball game, but again, it just it totally knew it was actually a video game. So you'd get these like these tables where you'd hit the ball in a certain direction, you know, it'd land on some rails. And then it would just like fly off to like like another bit of the pinball machine was like another island floating in the sky somewhere else, and it was just all this mad shit that it could only do because it wasn't real, you know. Um, so I I really appreciate that stuff, but I understand if you're an actual pinball nerd, then maybe that's shit. Do you know Do you know what computer game would make for an excellent real life pinball table? Go on, WarioWare. Yes, yes, it would, wouldn't it? Yes, it's constantly was. firing new shit at you. Exactly. Get involved, yeah. Nintendo. Let's see it. <laughs> well, to be fair, yeah, that's something that's happened this week. Fucking Pokemon <laughs> Go's come out and it's bigger than fucking Tinder. <laughs> it's a weird one, isn't it? Because when yeah. um when Chris Spann said to me today that the stock market went up for the uh, was it the shares went up for um uh, Nintendo. And said it was mm. based on this app. I was like, "Nah, it can't be. There must be some sort of inside information that's been leaked out that they're going to announce the NX soon, and people are jumping on board." <laughs> but then when I saw the figures, I was like, "Maybe <laughs> not." That's pretty <laughs> impressive. What was it? One point five million a day they're making from that? Something ludicrous like that, yeah. That's crazy. It I is. Mean, it it is crazy because it. I mean, from what I've seen as an outsider, from what I've seen of it. It does not look like something I'd ever want to do. Well, this is the thing. Like, I'm I'm not massively fussed because mainly because I don't like the idea of like traipsing about with my phone out and stuff. Yeah, like, if exactly, I'm gonna go yeah. for a walk. I'd rather go for a fucking walk and actually take in what's happening around me um, instead of gawping at a screen. But um, that's that's a pretty daddish thing to All say. Right, granddad. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally dad. Yeah. Jeez, um, dad. Should we should we Instagramming it, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go um, out and enjoy your life? Put your phone down. <laughs> no, no, anything from those phones. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, I don't want to uh, get mugged or discover any corpses. Well, um, yeah, we could be fighting crime, Sean, like, like but, that woman in America. 
What was, the, what but, was that? What, a, what was a, that story? A, a woman found a corpse after playing uh, Pokemon Go. She was like, she stumbled near a corpse and found a dead body. Mm. It was what, in like, a river just by accident. Just by like a lake or yeah, a yeah. river. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's pretty so depressing, that, isn't it? Yeah. So that happened. Um, just chuck a pokeball at it just in case. I was going to say, I hope she's got a screen grab of just like a fucking Pikachu stood next to it, posing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on the corpse's <laughs> rotting head. Um, oh, someone died. Yeah, but <laughs> but um, yeah, but basically, there's fucking there's loads of people just talking like this is the new Pokemon game, and there's like shops have had to put up signs saying no, you can't come in here just to play Pokemon Go unless you bought something. There's one guy who, for some reason, his house has been set as a as a gym. Um, so everyone's like, there's loads of kids just hanging around his front garden. He, it's like, he's like, what the fuck can I do? Like. Uh, um, it's, yeah, it is it's weird, ridiculous. and I am wondering how long this, like, how long until companies ring up Nintendo and say we'll pay you this amount of money well, to make our place a pocket gym. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm in trouble because my actual office that I work in is a gym. So um, I haven't downloaded this yet because I know it's out in America mm-hmm. and whatnot. But and I could get, I could use my US iTunes account, but I can't be bothered at the hassle. So I'm going to wait. <laughs> to come out, but um, so what, 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 I've never played a Pokemon game before either. I know this isn't one, but what? What's what? there's, just, there's just never, the never revelations keep before. coming, Matt. It's like yeah, you've <laughs> never played a Pokemon game. No, just never bothered with that. How? Just well, there's I, been a billion of them. Do you know, at this <laughs> well, stage, it'd be easier to like knock off which games you have played. It's like that's <laughs> that's why catching up was such a good series. I've never bothered with one anyway. I mean, the What's good the news is they're all the fucking same, so just pick one and have a go. Um, some people get really upset at me saying that. I think they're all the fucking same. But this, okay, so this one I'll, is, are you, are you familiar I'll, with... I'll, I'll listen to Owen. I'm, I'm sure Owen knows uh, the, the best one. I'll ask him. <laughs> um, Owen would uh, so know that you... sort of thing, wouldn't he? <laughs> go on. <laughs> Sorry, it continues. A sly dig there. A sly dig, Dave. A sly dig. Have you played, are you familiar with Ingress, Matt? Uh, I only feel referencing it because it's similar to this mm. game. So new, right? Yeah, well, it's by it's by the same team, um, and all the sort of the points of interest on the map are just lifted straight from Ingress, which presumably just lifted them straight from Google Maps or whatever. But so, um, what's a lowdown like? What, what I've heard about gyms, I've heard about so, stuff. Yeah, so you load you load it up, and it's just like right, there's you on a map, and there's like you have this sort of indicator that just sort of gives you an idea of like how close the nearest Pokemon is, and then you sort of if you if you're a real nerd, you can figure out the maths of how to like triangulate where, <laughs> where the Pokemon is by going like, right, if I st- if I stand here, walk this direction, the signal gets weaker, I then need to go like turn 180 degrees, go back, and then go to the halfway point, and then turn 90 degrees, and then walk in this direction. If it goes weaker, then it's definitely in the other direction. Right, this sounds good. Sounds like my sort yeah, of game. Yeah, it's top shit. Bas- no, basically, you can just wander about and keep an eye on your phone, and occasionally you go, look, here's a Pokemon, here's a Rattata or whatever, and then you tap on it, and then it goes into this like you know this AR view where you can see the, the Pokemon in, re- in real life, and chuck Pokeballs at it, and maybe capture it. Um, and then... You get loads. I think something like you level them up by just getting more of the same one. I think or something like that. I've probably misunderstood that. Don't shout at me, audience. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then basically certain like points of interest. So it seems to be like churches, shops, restaurants, schools, um, stuff like that are, are marked on the map as gyms. And then you can just turn up and be like and throw your your best uh, fighter at it. And then somehow there's like a 
you can be the champion of a gym, basically. And like, so who was it? Was it? It might have been in the WhatsApp group. Dave, someone was saying, like, can you imagine like being the champion of your school? Yeah, yeah, no, and I know getting what you're fucking saying. beaten up, but in some no, ways, no, no, I know what cool. you're saying. Like that would be something that we would be doing if I was if I was in school now, definitely. Yeah. Um. Uh. But then, like, I'm really surprised by how that's done because mm. there must be so many like pit holes to fall down with places like you're sending these people like what if it just accidentally picked like a knocking shop or something well, that's the thing no. like, surely this <laughs> well, could be used for evil been, yeah there's you know, already been be, reports oh, yeah, of people, so say people are people up. are getting mugged yeah <laughs> yeah sorry well, explain that story because uh, maybe some of the people haven't heard it uh, it's literally obviously potential thieves have just looked at it and gone right right here's a good spot to get a rare pokemon and then just lay in wait while hapless nerds wander around with their fucking phones out. Sorry, so, sorry, sorry. Um, I, I know, I know that's not that. particularly funny, but it is just quite funny. I just said, yeah. sorry. James, I've never heard James so happy. <laughs> <laughs> the joy is streaming out of his pulse. <laughs> to create that really weird sound. Is that a kid on Christmas Day? It's just pure unbridled joy there from James Farley. <laughs> the idea of people wandering up to some place with their phone out because they want to wear Pokemon it's... and get... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> James, man, you need help. I don't know. What, I think mean, it's just the idea of like these like nerds just like walking into like dangerous places. You know, it's great. Oh, I can, I can go and get a Pikachu. And then like that happens. It's, it's just quite funny. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Yeah, move on, move on. I like how um, your nerd voice is so close to your own voice there that it was hard to tell the difference. <laughs> um, but um, Sean, you're yeah, still playing um, this and, and you're enjoying it. Uh, well, I'm. Not, I've not. Re- I mean, I've got it. Um, I've not really messed with it that much, to be honest. Um, like it. it it's. I don't think it's really for me for the reasons mentioned before, but it is really cool that like loads of people are like, right, I'm off. I'm off out for a fucking walk. Like, <laughs> I can't believe how many like people, people I've seen people on Twitter who... saying, "I'm just going for a walk for Pokemon." I can't believe it, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely yeah. exploded. Like every single website I've seen seems to be writing about it. Guides, uh, you know, there's a million memes. It's just it's gone insane. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, like I say, maybe just go for walks anyway, guys. But, um. Yeah, I mean, fair enough if it's getting people out of the house. Yeah, it's getting people out. I've, I've read <laughs> other uh, pieces have written, people have written about it helping their mental health because they're getting out of the house. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. afraid. They're not staying in bed all day because they're depressed or upset. They're actually getting out. And it's it's mm-hmm. amazing if it's starting to do that sort of stuff as well. It should be well, afraid. It, it could be a mucker. person in that. <laughs> all right, James. <laughs> um, He's getting I idea, mean, if it helps man. one person like that, then that's pretty. Like that's pretty incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. I just got this horrible feeling now that the NX is actually just going to be a pair of hiking boots or something. Do you know what I mean? Hiking boots and a torch. <laughs> well, uh, after all the money that Pokemon Go is making, it, NX can be whatever the fuck it wants now. I think. <laughs> true. So, so uh, how do you make your money? Are there ads in the in the app or is it in app purchases? There's, or? there's in app purchases. Yeah. Um. I think there's like items that increase your discovery rate of Pokemon, and there's yeah. Like, haven't you, have, you got you like a buy- isn't there, um, you've got a limit to the amount of Pokeballs you've got or something. Yes. Yeah, and you, you can buy, buy extra Pokeballs. So, so potentially you could spend all of your, um, 
like you could use all of your pokeballs in a day or pokeballs whatever and mm. um and then find a really rare pokemon out somewhere and be like yeah. oh fuck's sake and then have to pay <laughs> uh, hey to speaking of uh, in app purchases what else have we played lads we unlocked the shop Sean. we did we unlocked the shop so <laughs> last night uh due to matt's request and uh Sean's recommendation <laughs> pure gotti <laughs> what's it yeah, called man. uh lost reavers we downloaded Lost Reavers, myself, James, and Sean played it last night, and war mama, that is a poor video game. <laughs> right, now it's... You in? Yeah, yeah. Yes! Yeah, I'm in, yeah I'm in. come on, this is it. Mission Adventure start. team. Savage. I cannot wait. No, if you said it was Oh, them fucking frame drops, mate. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's... Are you getting lag as well? Yeah, I'm getting big time. yeah. See, also, it's just not in any way satisfying hitting stuff, is it? It's no. just, you know, I deleted Star Fox for this. It's, uh, <laughs> you know. Wow. This is as bad as it gets. <laughs> we ain't playing this anymore. I've got, I'm going to bed because this is awful. <laughs> but what if you unlock it? a waste load? of time. This is a Wii U, right? Yeah. It's it's Wii U Go. exclusive, Matt. It's it's okay. Uh... Well, I might nip out and buy one now. But... You probably should. Go on then. Talk to me. Was it the best multiplayer Spe- experience? Speaking of nip out, do you want to explain your uh, characters that you picked? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Dave. What? Oh, I see. I thought you were doing a different joke. <gasps> oh, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Right, so me and James uh, were playing as the... Uh, now, I, I'm i just going to say this now. The game tells you that she's the easiest character to play as, which I assume, but well, certainly the reason I picked her. She's certainly easy, Sean. She's a Japanese schoolgirl with a school uniform. The thing is, the school uniform doesn't have a skirt or trousers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a shirt and some leggings. That's how it went down in my school. And, and some oh. underwear. <laughs> wearing underwear it's uh, oh she's wearing underwear James sorry yeah. <laughs> well, no, J- J- both James and Sean picked the same character and I refuse yeah. to believe it was all oh, because it was the beginner class come on <laughs> come on you wanted a cheap boner while you were playing this really really poor game don't get me wrong that's why I picked the blonde girl she took my fancy she was but, uh, she the stuff she was she was amazing she weren't a school she's girl half a <laughs> yeah. pair of trousers this is what was amazing. My character was so sexy that she still wiggled her ass to the camera when she was on fire. Yeah, that was the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so, so for those who missed last week's show, what sort of game is Lost Reavers? What sort of game isn't it? It's like a third-person action <laughs> RPG. So you, you basically, it's a yeah, it's a third-person action RPG. You have um, uh, melee combat where you can kick and punch and stuff, and you've got guns where you can shoot. Um, the problem is like that, but being serious, like but put my critical head on. <laughs> um, that uh, it's just not fun to play. Like I mean, the enemies no. are, are really sort of they'll just keep hitting you. They don't do anything interesting. There's no real interesting thing about the combat. Like as Sean was saying last night, there was um, there's a punch button, but there's not like if you 
tap it more than once, she just keeps doing the same punch over and over again. Um, and then we soon discovered that you actually unlock combos and stuff, but we've we've not really tried that stuff out yet. Um, so it's still very early on. But but because everything's stitched together in such a clunky way, it's not actually fun to play. And then coupled with the fact that the levels are just so the idea of a level is that you go from area to area, clearing the rooms. Then you pick up a relic at the end and you've got to take that back to where you started. But the problem is, is that each area is separated by stupid loading times. Um, there's nothing interesting to see in each area. It's literally just a, like the kind of just blocks of rooms with enemies yeah. in them. Um, and What's there's just no fit. There's no weight to the combat. There's no feeling mm-hmm. of actually doing anything in it other than just slamming a button until everything's dead. Um, and it's just absolutely no fun whatsoever. Looks like shit. And the netcode is appalling because the, just the lag was just stu- a stuttery mess. It was one it of those games. It just booted James you, out at one point. That was yeah. good. It booted it James out a couple on. of times. I I kicked a guy about three times and it didn't react to me doing that until about five seconds later. Um, and it was, yeah, I mean, there's no, it's co op online, but there's no reason for it to be co-op because it's not like James had to do something while we defended him or James was uh, taking this guy down and we were helping him by doing this you know there was none of that stuff yeah I mean well there's a, there's a bit of that but it is just literally like buttons you have to press that take 10 seconds to do you know it's just you have to stand by a thing and press a button so yeah but it wasn't like I mean it ten it, it someone just went and did that it wasn't yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't no, like coordinated, no point, like, right, fucking you go and do this now. Exactly. Just don't at make no this point did you turn around or, and go, yeah. I'm going to use this button now. I'm going to try and unlock this thing now. Yeah. If, in fact, if anything, it was like, oh, look at what James is doing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, good, he's done that. Yeah. And as you <laughs> said, so, so I mean, when we got to the end of our first level, you pick up a relic and one of the characters has to go over and pick it up and put it on their back. And when they've got it on their back, you can't um, attack. Like when you're yeah. carrying it, you can't attack. And we thought, oh, that must be a good game mechanic, like where so we have to protect them or maybe the relic can do something. No, if you just put it down, kill everyone in the area and then pick it up and move to the next one. It's <laughs> yeah, just like, just what, is what is this? What is this? I mean, throughout the whole game, there's like there's zero tension. Like there's no feeling yeah. that anything is going to happen. I mean, the worst thing with that loading is like when you pick up the thing at the end, you know, the whatever it, what was it called that thing relic david help me out yeah, the relic yeah the, the relic, relic. Sean just said it yeah <laughs> you pick <laughs> that up he didn't want to hear from you then sean he just wanted my <laughs> confirmation there you pick that up and then like you go like you're supposed to go back like back you know where you've already been but like these levels like some of them like david said they're just literally a room and then there's like a loading screen between each room but it's just a room and it's like there's nothing in it and it's like some rooms is you know, like, literally there's no fighting at all. But then also, you know, you put the relic down and fight. There's no, there's no tension. It's awful. I was annoyed. It's just weird. I, like uh, I said, as I said last night, why is this out? Like, what? How is it out? Yeah, I don't understand what this is and why it's doing. Like, what are they hoping that it takes off? I don't get it. I just don't. It is get just it. baffling. I don't. Yeah, I just I don't know why it exists. It seems so dated. Like. Even from the, you know, ridiculous over-sexualization of the characters and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, all this stuff just seems like this is we're past this, we're beyond this. I don't understand mm. why this is this has come out. 
like I'm playing another game at the moment, which is absolutely appalling. But <laughs> I understand on the I know so uh, there's a horrible reason that it's been released, that I, and I'll get to that. But I at least I get why they tried to release it. This I'm just like, why? Why is this out? I don't. It's not like it's on the front page of the Nintendo store either. Like they're not. <laughs> yeah. They're exactly not, not exactly proud of it. So I just don't get it. It's weird. Very, just very, very strange. The only thing that I can think is that it was going to get canned, and maybe it's next to nothing to put something on the on uh, the Wii the Wii U store these days. Well, so, you'd hope so by this point, wouldn't you? Yeah, so that they just thought, well, instead of canning it, let's just put it on the internet and then hopefully someone will like it and spend money in the shop. It, sure, you know? it surely must be costing them money to just like keep the servers running or whatever. It can't be I worth it. They're very good servers. Well, when, I think well, they're we running like, that off a of fucking PS3. When we were searching for games, there was like hardly any games running, was there? There was like nobody playing it. There was free rooms. Yeah. Free rooms. Because yeah. Sean... Sean said, oh, you can't set up private servers and private matches. <laughs> and we went, I don't think that'll be a problem. And <laughs> there it was. We went search game, Captain Toss's room. There you go. Straight we did in. have a friend. We had a friend join us, Emma61795 or whatever it was. Yep. If you're she listening, Emma, there you go. Uh, the funny thing was, is that if her username did indicate that she was female, she was playing with three blokes uh, playing as women in the game and she was playing as a fella. So <laughs> there you go, <laughs> crossing boundaries, isn't we? Holding hands out, yeah, all is all for one, one for all. As uh, the stone ruses said, right? Okay, can we stop talking about this game? Yes. Good, um, Matt. What have you been playing? I'm very excited this week to hear you talk about the game you've been playing. <clears throat> Hello, I've been playing um, Life is Strange episodes two to four. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I, 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 um, when I was doing my Uncharted streams, um, uh, uh, it was basically, this was actually on sale. The whole, all five episodes was like six pounds or eight pounds on PSN. So I bought those. Mm. Um, I played episode one fairly soon after that and I really enjoyed it. But then, uh, you know, uh, stuff got robbed and whatnot. And now I'm just going back to it now. And, um, I started episode two over the weekend and then I also raced through, um, not only episode two, but also three and four. And I'm going to do five, uh, tonight or tomorrow. But um, I'm really enjoying it so far. How much can we? How much can we spoil? This is what Um, I was going to say. I I mean, if it's my shout, I would say let's go for it. But should we just do a spoiler bot? Better add, yeah. All right, right. So we're gonna gonna spoil Life is Strange. I haven't haven't finished the game yet. So do you not think drinks worth waiting for until I until I finish the whole lot? Then we do a spoiler thing. Okay. No, 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 no. Because we've done a spoiler cast for this, haven't we? Uh, We did a. Wait, did Miss Midnight Resistance do one? I think he did. did. Yeah. Were you on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Right. Um so spoiler bot. Word up. You're right. I'm all good. Um yeah, well, can you tell them how to uh how far to fast forward to miss all the spoilery uh Life is Strange chat? Life is strange. That's proper rolled. Yeah, I know, I know. Just people are mental. Fuck them. Just spoil it. Yeah, I know. Just just trust me. How long? 11 minutes and 40 seconds. Cheers, mate. Alright, I'll see you later. Are we still on for Friday night? Hell yeah. I'll bring the beer. You bring the bitches. <laughs> yeah, alright, all right, I'll see you then. Um, right, okay, so we, we're we safe now. Let's, because uh, there's a lot. I mean, what did you make? There's a lot to unpack. First? So I haven't finished a whole lot. Um, 
Episode one, I thought was really good. I know what it's widely regarded as the weakest episode, um, or mm-hmm. a fairly poor start at least. I thought it was really good. I liked the soundtrack. I liked the general sort of vibe of the game. It was certainly interesting. Um, I think the most interesting thing was definitely that sort of tornado thing and her sort of visions. If there's one thing I'll say so far, I haven't finished a whole lot. I'm I'm going to start episode five uh, soon, but I'm a bit disappointed. There hasn't been a lot more about the tornado stuff. This might be a bit of a weird thing to pick up on. Crack on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this, what can I mean, you say? Oh, okay, right. Okay. Exactly. So, yeah, okay, that's so what I would say. Kick off in episode five. Yeah. No, what I no what I'll say is that um, what I assume James means by what can you say is that yeah, there's a tornado coming. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And um, there is a point to it, but it's uh, yeah, that's all you need to know at this point. Yeah. So, but no, it, it's been it's been good. Um, I I certainly enjoyed sort of seeing seeing the story unravel. I, I must say, it hasn't hasn't blown me away. Um, so how how highly was this regarded when it came out, and were how desperate were people to play like the next episode? And was oh. it a real a real big? Was it a real huge thing? Much like Walking Dead season one was. It oh, was eventually. For me it yeah, was. yeah. Um, I mean, it started out. Like we all played episode one, and we were like, oh, "There's potential, but hmm." And um, yeah, and basically everyone like it, it was like this amazing turnaround. Like nobody could believe like quite how much better it got, or so we thought. Um, but I was surprised to hear you you really enjoyed the first episode. Like I thought because you enjoyed the first episode that you would like a total shoe in to just adore the rest. Yeah, I've, so, I feel um, like it hasn't. I mean, I, I've enjoyed it. It hasn't blown me away. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like. I I love I love like uh, the cutscenes and story is good about when it's when it's when someone's like oh can you find the ingredients can you go here I'm like oh god I've just got like yeah go and finding the fucking yeah, bottles hit X and stuff on every yeah. single inch of the room to see this and it's just, like, the dialogue's quite slow I feel like I wanted like a mm-hmm. times one point five speed dialogue it just that was really slow and I like really mm-hmm. yeah so I, I, didn't I, just that felt, I didn't feel that at all yeah I just found fucking found <laughs> slow and I was like um. When like you were like re- rewinding to redo a scene, like the the the, the scene where um, you meet uh, Frank outside our outside our RV on the beach, and um, you basically sort of navigate the uh, com- the conversation to essentially get to a point where you don't stab him in the leg or shoot him. Oh yeah, and yeah. You, you got to get the um, the account code or account keys, whatever. I, I had to do that for ages because you know I, I was now going through all different possible ramifications of the conversation it's just so slow to keep rewinding oh and then... god i've just mm. had a fault what i totally forgot you're you're probably the worst person ever to play this game because <laughs> you can't decide <laughs> you can't decide anything like you're a fucking nightmare when <laughs> no, you've got to make a decision and <laughs> and and like with walking dead it's like make the decision you make it and then you stick with it this it lets you rewind it and and keep going back. So there's no point. You must have been there for hours, just going. Oh, I, I don't know. Let me just. I'll think about this one for a bit. I'll write up a spreadsheet on what I think might happen, and we'll go from there. Like <laughs> you're I'm, a nightmare for I'm, this stuff. Know, I'm, I'm bad at decisions when it comes to money because I'll need to make sure I'm making the most out of my money. But um, for and the least I haven't I haven't done that as much. Um, I've done it when it feel like when it, when it's necessary. But um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And so. Obviously, we're going to spoil this because we're in spoiler bot territory. But yeah, so episode four finished last night about two in the morning because I had to get it done before before today. And yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the bit right at the end where where it's obviously the uh, the teacher has been injecting women and stuff. I thought was I thought that was a brilliant end. I thought episode four had a really really strong ending. 
Yeah, did I mean, you, did you see that coming? Um, I didn't know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess, most I guess people I didn't. Okay, well, so it's, and most people didn't, right? Yeah, but but it's actually really smart the way it's communicated through his photography. Oh, really? Oh, okay, um, fantastic. Basically, like in episode one. Um, I mean, he makes a few weird comments anyway, but basically because he's like the star tutor of the school because he's like an actual famous photographer that they got in to teach this this, this class, um, there's like tons of like posters with his work on it and magazines lying around and stuff. And basically it's all like really creepy pictures of women <laughs> and like men of authority um, sort of standing over him and stuff. Oh, and right. it's like, yeah, it's all sort of signposted. And like when you know when you go into Nathan's room, yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, the, the, there's all these really creepy yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw all those, all those black and white weird pictures on his wall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she's going at the time. She's going. Oh wow! I, I he's actually a pretty good photographer, and of course they're not his yeah, photos. Of course, yeah, so yeah. like that, yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty. It's better at that stuff than you think, and um, you will always find one guy that goes. Oh, I thought it was so obvious that it was him, uh, but yeah, you bullshit. just ignore those people. <laughs> ignore them. Yeah, I mean, so I hadn't finished the story. I, I, I did think, okay, it's not going to be Frank because he's one of those people who's probably just yeah, misunderstood. Is actually like a really nice, genuine guy, and he loves his dog and stuff. So I, I didn't think it'll be it'll him. I didn't think it'd be related to him again. I haven't finished it. That could all change. I, I absolutely loved it when. Um, when you were going back in time and sort of trying to stop the dad have the car accident and then yeah, you, yeah, yeah, went, yeah. you actually went to it and before they opened the door I was like okay one of the daughter's dead or she's in a wheelchair and yeah and yeah it's a really amazing moment when when um, when when the the camera's like clearly clear a low angle from from yes. from Chloe's side and you're like yeah bang she's yeah. in a wheelchair it's like oh my god yeah but it's still quite shocking though isn't oh, yeah, it? yeah, it's definitely like, shocking yeah it's right you it's expect like, her to be in a wheelchair but not like completely you know yeah completely as, paralyzed as bad yeah. as she is yeah yeah that, that, that whole bit like uh, until you go back into like the in into, into like the real timeline or the, the previous timeline the the, the constant mm. one uh, the, the whole scene was like it's super tense but I, I was also wasn't 100 sure where if all the things that i'd seen before were real or not like when we're lying when we're talking in the hospital in in her room lying in her bed and watching blade runner yeah. or whatever it was i was like mm-hmm. am i supposed is how much time has passed? Is this literally like, you know, I, I was a bit confused about what had, what had happened, what hadn't happened, and how much I was supposed to have known about the current timeline. I was a bit confused about that. I, I mean, think that, that's yeah, intentional. Like that whole, right? Yeah, I mean, that whole bit with Chloe, yeah, being, um, you know, in the wheelchair and stuff, that is, I think you're just supposed to take that as its own little pocket. Like, it's a timeline that you then, you then just reverse anyway. Yeah, because um, the most confusing so thing... none of it's real. Yeah, the most confusing thing is, well, obviously, I went to... Um, you know, I, I, I knocked on the front door and I'm like, oh my God, we haven't seen you in ages or she'll be happy to see you. And I was thinking like, mm. did I see it yesterday or have I been at university for eight, college for ages and it's well, the first time I've seen yeah. her? I was like, am I so, am, yeah. and that affected massively the decision, the huge decision at the end of that scene where you can yeah. basically like, you know, um, you know, um, give her enough morphine or whatever it was to to kill her, um, but, or, or mm-hmm. not kill her. And I was thinking, okay, if I've been like her friend for years and years, and we've seen each other every day, that would that would give me a really, really different decision to make. Versus, I've been away for years and I haven't seen you, and suddenly, oh, I'm seeing my old friend from school. I, like, I really wasn't sure about. What I still think that that's intentional that, though, because that sort yeah. of indicates the the sort of different timelines that not only 
Like, because you don't know that timeline. You're in a completely different timeline. You only know the timeline that you've experienced. And then when you mm. find yourself in there, it is confusing and completely... And I think that starts off with, you know, that, that scene um, opens up with you sitting with all the popular kids. And I think oh, that yeah. is to really go make you go, hold on, this a lot has been different since that moment. Well, yeah, then. because the fact that you're one of the cool kids implies that you might have been one of the people bullying Kate as well. Yeah, absolutely, and all that sort of stuff. So it, it does really put you completely a fish out of water, and I think that's yeah. totally intentional. As for that, because yeah. <laughs> we were texting each other about this on uh, Saturday night, weren't we? And um, I said there are two moments where you can find out if you're a wanker or not. The first being <laughs> it, if, you, if you save Kate in episode two, then proven wanker. And Matt, you saved her, right? I, t- I saved her, yeah. And you said, you said, why, why, why does that? And I said, Matt, how did you know what family member to pick? <laughs> and he said, well, well, no, I just knew it wasn't her, is uh, her mother. And I went, well, how did you know that? Well, it was in her email in her room. Well, you mean <laughs> you checked her emails in her room while she was crying on the bed after telling you that she's being bullied? Is that what you did? You just went on her computer, did you? Read all her personal emails? <laughs> I did. And he was like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I tell <laughs> I you, did. I did that loads actually. I was like, you know, I'm poor in, in distressing <laughs> situations. I'm like, can I just check your laptop? And the the Read other one, letters. actually, there is a third one to to find out how much of a wanker you are as well. But um, oh, I can't tell you about that one until you finished it. But um, there's also the uh, the fact that if you um let Chloe die or help Chloe to die in that scene at the end of uh, at the start of four, you, you I mean. You're in her house with her mum and dad outside the front, the, the outside her <laughs> fucking door. Like, don't kill her. Don't kill her oh, there. Yeah, it's insane. I, I, I mean, did anyone, have any, I, do you know anyone who's actually said yes to killing her? No, we all said no, right? If I remember yeah. correctly. No, I, I euthanized did her. Did you? Oh, what, Jesus wait, Christ, wait, Sean. <laughs> uh, partly because I knew I was going to just disappear. <laughs> were, you like Cam- were you like David Cameron walking back to the uh, to number 10 today like just go after you walk out the room I might have told this story on a podcast before but it's been a while so why not um, my brother had a mate whose little brother had like genuine problems I don't know if he actually did or if he just had a pretty fucked up sense of humour but basically when this kid was about he was only about 7 years old or something they were doing an English exercise um, and basically the teacher said, oh, like, if you'd found out that, like, the world was going to end, what would you do? And kids, you know, most kids wrote sensible things, like, I would see my mum and dad and my family or my friends uh, or whatever. And this one kid just wrote, I would go out and kill someone because it wouldn't matter. Um, that's that's me, apparently. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I was just like, do you know what? Like, whatever I do, obviously this isn't the real timeline. Um, Chloe's saying she wants killed, so... Mm. That's fucking messed up. Also, what the fuck kind of school does that to? What did you say, a six year old? Yeah, he was only like, yeah, he was six Whatever, or seven. He, he could have just got the, the question confused. I, that happened to me, and I'm sure I've told this story before on the podcast, but I was in, <laughs> I definitely have actually. I was in um, Ari, I was in religious education or whatever, wherever it's called back then. Yeah. I was probably, um, probably like 13 or so oh god actually that's probably old enough to say better whatever i was 13 <laughs> and um you know everyone had to be sat in a big circle and they're like and the teacher said okay write on a bit of paper the thing you're most scared about happening um in the class you know 
So I wrote my thing down. Everyone was like a room of 30 kids writing down the thing they're most scared about in class. You would then like fold a bit of paper up, put it in a, in a hat or whatever. And then that, there was a jumbled round and everyone would grab a bit of paper and then read out the thing that someone else was most scared about. Um, mm-hmm. It became apparent really early on that I made a huge mistake when um, the first few answers were things like uh, reading out loud, um, scared of that. Um, what I'm scared of, like handing in homework late. I'm scared of um, being late I'm for class. I'm scared now. What you're going to yeah. say? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, my heart's actually going. Just thinking about it. But um, so it comes <laughs> from Michael Copping from Manchester. It's like a northerner down south. Don't know what he's doing there, but whatever. Loudmouth guy. He read mine out, and mine was um, uh, terrorists coming in and killing all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was most scared about. I took it too literally. It turns oh. fuck and. Um, <laughs> Yeah. What did they did they try and find out who actually well, wrote that? I I don't actually remember. Hopefully, I must have blacked out. Whatever, but um, I don't. I, 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 <laughs> I, I remember like <laughs> becoming incredibly hot around the face area. I was probably going incredibly red. I, I certainly didn't tell anyone that it was mine, but clearly the whole class <laughs> you knew were just that like there was a some massive lighthouse. Yeah, clearly in that, at that moment, Beacon everyone in class shame. knew that there was some mental kid in, in the class who took it way way too literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. It could so have, yeah, life is strange. Yeah, life is strange. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens in episode five. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not blown away by just having to go around and sort of collect clues and stuff. I just don't, I'm not enjoying that as much. And obviously I love yeah, the Walking Dead series. Yeah, some of that shit is bad. I, I mean, Walking Dead series felt like it did a lot less of, you know, go around the edge of the, the perimeter of the room and keep pressing X. Um, it felt like it did it better or maybe less of it. I don't know. Either way, I'm getting a little bit bored of it in this series, but I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing what happens in the next and the last episode. It's what certainly said, had a yeah, bit of that. This, this Dead, you know? Life is Strange feels more like a like an actual world, if you sort of mean, I think, than Walking Dead does. Mm. Like Walking yeah, Dead it, it really feels does. more like it's a game, whereas this feels more not real, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I think. I mean, some of the dialogue it is just totally embarrassing. You know, uh, go fuck yourself, etc. Um, I, I like what yeah. I try to do. At least, at least one game is trying to sort of tap into sort of you know teen culture or whatever. I quite like that, but um, it's it's a bit embarrassing in places. What they said, I mean, you maybe won't say much because it might spoil spoil uh, the last last episode. But is it gonna be a series two? Have they said they're working on it? Are they not been what? mentioned yet? Is it? And okay. after no. the E3 stuff, I was fully expecting something to be announced actually. Um, but that well, was they're working on missing, some. Thinking, hmm. They're working on some vampire game next, which oh, looks great, a bit yeah. shit. Oh, right, okay. Want that. Um, well, it's got like melee combat and stuff, and it's not really their thing, is it? No, I don't, that's not fair. They did um, remember me, which I hated, but everyone else seems to like. So yeah, I didn't mind that. That wasn't too bad. It had some interesting ideas. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah no, so we'll tell you this get back finished after, for next week, definitely, uh, and I'll talk a bit more about it. Cool. But after episode four. Um, we had to wait what two months for episode five. Yeah. Oh my god, crazy! That, <laughs> that was a killer. <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you, that was uh, that was hard to deal with. I remember playing it that night when it came out and just like avoiding everything. Like they they, they used to put trailers out of uh, of mm. the, the new episodes before they come out, and I was like just adamant that I was never going to watch one of those because what could you possibly get out of watching a trailer like that, other than you know, hints to what it's all about, and I didn't want any of that shit. So, yeah, yeah I, so I liked that. Would game. you um, would you make the soundtrack, Matt? Uh, I really like it. It's, it's definitely on my street. It's sort of um, yeah. yeah it's I mean, this is probably an embarrassing ambition, but I'll do it anyway. Um, the Twilight films, <laughs> right? 
not great films, but the soundtracks are always really brilliant. I found loads of really amazing artists mm. from them, and um, and this is sort of similar. It's not not quite as good, but it's it, it's right up my street. It's sort of it's, it's that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know. It was just we sort of varied. Like there were some of us felt it was a bit like, look at us. We have picked cool bands. Yeah, I definitely know um, some songs that's a bit like. Uh, it feels almost a bit obvious. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, still they've tried yeah, hard. No, I, I, I commend them. They're doing something different, and they don't. They've done. Yeah, that. It and fits some with of the, the themes, the... doesn't it? It fits with the, the the style of the characters in it and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, and um, a lot of the original stuff is is really nice too. So um, I love yeah. the soundtrack. I thought it was brilliant. It's like it's one of the yeah. most memorable things about the game for me. Actually, I can still <laughs> hear it in my head. You know, it's like fits of it. It's, really. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, wow. I, I really love even even like even the title music is really good. When I hear that, you know, we're getting ready for the next episode is is really good. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm probably gonna make a start on that tonight. Um, the uh, the cool. episode five is gonna be it's it tears people this one. Right. Some people really like it, and uh, some people did not like it as much. Um, I think I we, I really liked it. We talked about it on Dark Calls, didn't we? Because oh no, it was an episode that we lost where we talked about the whole game and we had <laughs> a big right, argument yeah. about the last episode i think it was um yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. okay we'll save it fine. yeah but i must say up to now I, I wish there had been more of the sort of science fictiony sort of tornado and stuff i'm a bit disappointed there's been less of that and you know obviously i, I would imagine there's a lot more well, episode five, but wish there was more yeah there's a load of um stuff in it that uh, i got really into there's a youtube channel called geek remix um which is two ladies who do Let's plays and stuff, but they also do a lot of like theory videos about various games, and they did shitloads of Life is Strange ones. And I basically spent like an entire afternoon just watching all their stuff, and they tied loads of it in uh, with this uh, Native American Hopi prophecy, um, and like that all like loads of it fit with what was happening in the game. I was like, "Fuck, this is really interesting. I can't wait for this to um, be explicit and actually become part of the story." And it just never did. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, I was sort of like, well, why should I be annoyed that actually they've just left it as like a thing for people to notice and pick up on um, and just be like, oh, okay, that's quite clever rather than it being explicit. But yeah, yeah I, no. I'm really looking forward to like, a realistic yeah. version. And I guess David Cage's next one is, well, I guess David Cage's games up to now have been the more realistic version, but we've had obviously Walking Dead. We've had um, the other uh, the other sort of company um, the, the the comic book one. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but not another cell shaded. Oh, uh, Wolf sort of Among Us. Us. We've had lots of other fancy why, ones. Why, how has how has David Cage's stuff been the more realistic? I version? was thinking, have you played Fahrenheit? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, well, was, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I mean, it's more as more adult. Maybe if I can say that, I don't know. It, it feels a bit. I, I know Fahrenheit. Goes you do ridiculous. see boobs in it. Yeah, you do. See, I know, you yeah, so I'm just looking. I want like this is obviously a TV. <laughs> A, a, a teen drama essentially but I would like a proper serious like you know true detective style thing but done in this way we'd be interested to see what happens but oh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to send you um, uh, I'm gonna have to send you uh, uh, what's that game Until Dawn oh yeah okay I'm with you yeah, yeah. definitely you'll um, that, that's that's basically just a slasher flick though isn't it it's it not is like a... it's not realistic um, it is yeah. like a a cartoon but you'll be you'll be so surprised by how that approach works a lot better than you'd think because yeah. um, you go from making decisions as one of the characters to making the decisions to try and have a better story, if you know what I mean. Like, 
so so yeah you go from being a character in the story to like the director yeah like the sort of it's example like what sort of film do you want to see example <laughs> there's a there's a um a bit where you would uh, like you're close to a friend and you see your friend's girlfriend cheating on him and it gives you the option whether to tell him or to just keep it on the download for a bit and Usually, I'd probably just keep it because I don't want to upset my friend. I don't want to ruin the holiday or whatever. Like that's the decision I would usually make. Um, don't ruin the holiday. Wait till you get home and tell. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like it was. <laughs> Wait till you get home. That's just it's probably a weak example, <laughs> but like I was thinking, just you know, don't upset your mate at this point. He's going through enough. To, you know, keep it to yourself until you know the right time or whatever. But then, as I was playing until dawn, I was thinking. Actually, I want it to all kick off in the house now, and for all these characters to, like fall out. That that would make a better scene. So that's the option that I chose, and and that happened, and they all nearly fought each other. And that, so I I was never backing one of the characters because it's full of wankers, but the enjoyment you get out of it is t- making them turn on each other and all this sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what that game's all about. It's fun, and it's really fun. But do, do, do you not think um, by playing it that way, you don't really have an investment in one? in you or one character and therefore it's not as powerful yes, if something's happened. You lack the investment. You lack the investment but in a in something as silly as Until Dawn, it's not missed. It doesn't need investment. It just needs your re- it needs your choices to have good results. And that game absolutely nails that side of things. Um yeah. And I, I said um I wrote an article for Spong a while ago that I thought it was a real um missed opportunity to be sold as a uh, as a multiplayer game and not physically an option in the game to play it two player i'm talking get three mates around and sit down with it and then make the decisions like pass the pad around the four with the four of you and um make the decisions as you go and discuss them as you go because you'll have so much fun doing that to see what you all chose like pan out in front of you Mm. Uh, it's yeah it's a really good way of playing that game i did it with my brother and uh he don't play games and we were gripped so uh, yeah it's good i was just thinking like i, I mean imagine what these games could be like in a year or two with vr you know if you're standing up oh for fuck's sake no no if you're standing up and like there's <laughs> life is strange sort of stuff hanging happening around you and yeah that, that could be amazing mm. anyway uh, <laughs> no okay <laughs> it could be amazing <laughs> Could what? be, couldn't it? Right. Well, why would that not be amazing? Well, well, why would you know playing like a game like not be quite interesting if you're sort of no? It's just it's just to... your thought process that gets me at the moment. It's like everything. Oh, that could be so good in VR, Matt. It's Pong. Yeah, but the, the, this is one of the few like sort of you know, um, get, uh, game styles um, that there will that would be perfect for that. You know, you're you're standing I having will... a conversation with other randoms, other characters. I will say this. I think. Um, I'm more excited for performance art in VR than I am computer games because I think that could offer a really interesting uh, way of engaging an audience. So like a a film or a theatre piece being played out around you, uh, that's not being spoken about enough, I don't think. Because that could be really interesting. Because I love the, I know it says ridiculous because you know, oh, they turn a lot of football in it. But um, I, I love the theatre. We go to the theatre quite a bit, and um, I think that would be an excellent way of having like a new perspective on on uh, performance art. Like I'd like to see how someone takes that and adapts it to that yeah, I've, style. I've, of I've watched movie. some sort of VR VR movie, well, there's short films on it. There's there's this VR app for. Um, 
for Google Cardboard called Verse V R S E, and you can watch like you can watch uh, like the short films, which are really really engaging because we're doing it's just you know uh, uh, Google Cardboard. But uh, you can also watch our SNL monologues from within the audience or on stage, and that's really interesting seeing people come out on stage and do and and do some comedy, and you can just stand there and watch it as if you're a member of the audience. So. Yeah, they're saying that that might be, um, they might try push, because that would be great if uh, um, Sony were to get some sort of, or Microsoft when the when the uh, Scorpio comes out, that they'd be able to get some sort of like ESPN on board and stuff. And yeah. you'd be watching football matches in the crowd or fucking yeah. on the bench, you know that what I mean? That sort of stuff would be really uh yeah, that would be really good. Anyway, Aren't like, they doing that? Didn't didn't they do that for? They were doing test runs on ice hockey or something. Uh, well, I, I know they're filming every NBA game in VR now, and I think NBA, they have been doing it for a, se- a couple of seasons, I think at least. So, um, yeah, there's probably loads of NBA is, stuff to watch. The only problem is uh, that they found was that people were watching the VR streams from NBA games, but because they've got to put like a big stick, like three sixty camera up. Um, they found that they were sitting watching in their seats while everyone around them was like waving them at them every now and then because <laughs> like people see this like yeah, camera course, and they're yeah. just like <laughs> people ruin everything. Anyway, Life is Strange um, VR will be off the off the hook. Right, my game, the game that I've been playing that certainly isn't off the hook is Carmageddon Max Damage, uh, and this has to go up. Right. How do I put this? I'm probably going to just read out my review, <laughs> essentially. Um, it's uh, an offensive game, and you expect that from a Carmageddon game. Uh, it's always played on the fact that it, it doesn't give a fuck, and it's offensive. And um, I think there is room for that still in comedy. I think there's a place where something is so offensive that it becomes absurd, so it's not really offensive anymore. It's just, it's It's... It's not that vicious. It's not that vicious offensiveness. It's the the word "cunt" sprayed across a billboard and stuff like that, and stupid phrases for everything. You know, um, if you hit someone uh, from behind, it says "or oh, take it up the backside" or something like that. You know, it's that sort of shit, and it is eye rollingly stupid. Um, but it doesn't really get the tone right. It doesn't either go too far. Like it's either got to go so far that it's absurd, or not far enough where it's just like um, like I said, a good example of how that sort of offensive humor is done right, or that that I don't give a fuck what you really think of me humor was Bulletstorm, right? So it had some stupid mm. shit in there that you would expect people to be more offended about, but because of the style and the tone that it chose, it worked. And you know, as stupid as it was, as some of the lines were, and some of the writing was, it was absurd enough to get a laugh. You know, um, this kind of misses that, um, but it still manages to offend because I'm genuinely offended that this is being released. I'm genuinely offended <laughs> that they're asking for thirty pounds for this. Um, it's absolutely diabolical, and it's a game that solely plays on people going, "Hey, Carmageddon! I remember that. That was funny. I'll buy it." Thanks for your thirty quid. We put fuck all effort into this. It it plays like shit. It's not fun to play. It looks like shit. It's it's a disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace that this has come out. Um, so is this a Kickstarter game? No, wasn't this originally like a PC game? Like it was. They released it. Was it like last year or something like that? And then this is like a, a revamp of the PC one. Not that I'm aware of everything that I've read because I've been doing some research and no one has mentioned that because I genuinely thought 
it was a HD remake of a PS1 game or something that they'd tarted up a PS1 game. Or, or I think it was um, Gary Dutton was watching me stream it and he was like, this is literally Carmageddon 2. I, I, I mean, it's got the same assets. It's got the same look. Like I'm pretty sure that the town's the same. Um, so I looked it up and there was no mention of it being a re-release or a tarted up version of a game that had come out before. Um, it's stunning how bad it looks. I mean, the, the, we're talking pre-free. If it wasn't in HD, you would it, you would say it's a PS2, Xbox original game. Um, it looks that bad. There's fog everywhere. This it stutters. It drops frames constantly. Um, uh, the damage of the cars looks cheap and nasty. Uh, the pedestrians or peds as they call them look like something straight out of uh, state of emergency um and i was saying like if you're going for that low-fi look if you're if you want to hold back on making it incredibly impressive graphically fine but do something with the power you're saving because i can't see where why i can't i don't understand why my ps4 is struggling with this because it struggles. It drops frames. It takes an age to load anything. Like, the loading times are disgusting. And it's not like the streets are littered with these low-res characters. Like, these low-res pedestrians. They're, there's only a few of them. But, like, they're not everywhere. So where is the power going? Why is the fucking console struggling with this shit? I mean, it reminds me of um, uh, Goat Simulator. And you let that off because it's supposed to be shit. Like, that's the point. But at no point it does this feel like it's supposed to be shit. And at no point is it any fun to play whatsoever. The, the, the car handling is fucking awful. It's not fun to use. And the further you get into the game, the more upgrade tokens you pick up, the more you can spend on newer cars and upgrades. But no point was I playing a game that felt fun to play. It was a pain in the ass to turn corners. You were constantly skidding from left to right. You know that thing that, that really, I think it was the N64 era, that racing games really f- struggled to try and keep cars on a straight line using an analog stick. So you'd... <laughs> move it over to the right but it would move it would sort of skid too far to the right so you'd move it to the left to try and straighten up but then it would skid over to the left and it was you'd just snake along the thing because like you, your car couldn't straighten up that's got this like it's that's how this game plays like every time you turn a corner you're like please don't let the physics fuck me up and I'll have to restart it's ridiculous there's like three game modes in it there's um uh one game mode where you have to smash up uh, every other um, car on the track. That's awful because the cars handle like shit, so you can't... There's no strategy behind it. It's just like, keep bashing and hopefully you'll pin it against the wall and that'll cause enough damage to blow it up. Then there's races that are just too long, too boring, um, and the AI f- of the other cars on the race race track are just embarrassing. They'll just go off and start driving around and it just makes no sense. And the last one is actually a decent game mode, but... Um, uh, and I could see myself having fun with it online if the online worked. But so what it is, it's like a King of the Hill thing, sort of. Like it's just they checkpoints pop up randomly, and you've all got a race to them, uh, and that's it. It's kind of fun because it's you know it's like a free, it feels like a free for all thing. Um, it's got online multiplayer, but you can't play it. Uh, I've I looked I've looked three or four times. This game's been out now for nearly a week, and um, there's free games being played on the ps4 of it 
most of them have no other uh, players in the room. And when you go to join, it just says lost connection and then you boot back. And so you create your own game and no one ever joins you, which is why I'm assuming no one's joining these free rooms that are available. Uh, don't buy it. Don't buy it. It's £30 and Trackmania is £15, I think, on the PS4. Yeah. And it's like one of the best racing games I've ever played. And it is dripping with pride and with... Uh, effort and hard work and it runs like a dream and it's fun to play it's half the price of Carmageddon which is a shameless cash in that I, I'm i actually furious that, that anyone's actually buying this thing and I don't think they are but um, it's awful it's awful so I just had a look and at like what the the background of it is, and it was a PC game originally because it was um it was it was one of those ones it was it was called Carmageddon Reincarnation, and it was funded on really? Kickstarter like originally. Yeah, I thought and, it was a Kickstarter one. And apparently, this Reincarnation was supposed to have loads of DLC that was going to come later, but then they kind of scrapped that and then just made max damage instead. Yeah, you know, they just like classic. They, they sort of just like you know enhanced well enhanced in inverted commas and then released max damage. And apparently <laughs> PC owners are going to get this for free if they've already bought Reincarnation, is the thing. Well, well don't download it if you're getting it for free because <laughs> it's not worth your hard drive space. It's, a f- it's, f- it's fucking awful and it is, I mean, that just confirms it. This, this feels like a con. There are certain games that feel like a con. Devil's Third was shit but it didn't feel like a con. You know what I mean? It felt like yeah. a crap game that they'd built and put out and it wasn't very good. This feels like a, how can we make some money easily? Let's do a shit port to PS4 and it's out there now and people will buy it because they liked the brand. They liked nostalgia for Carmageddon when they played it and they were shocked by the first time they played it and it was all over the news and whatever. This, That's what they're going for there. It's, it's it's fucking outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was quite a fan back it, in the day. This, this sounds horrible and this sounds harsh or whatever, but I I can't believe it. I I literally can't believe this game was released on next gen, gen consoles, and I and I was even more blown away when I saw the asking price for it. Um, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's it's another one of your favourites as well, David. It's like a Kickstarter game. You know, it's a. Uh... She's <laughs> like when I mean, when you when you remove risk <laughs> from a project, then who knows what state it will be released in? Fuck it, we've made our money. Let's put it out. See what also sucks That's what about it feels this like. is that this this version is coming to like consoles like exclusively for like a period of time, which means the people that originally invested in the PC one, you know, because they for the Kickstarter aren't going to get the full game for like ages until they eventually release it. It's yeah, kind of insane. I don't think they'll be really bothered, to be honest with you. If they played the PC version of it, I don't think they're going to be crying out to get it on their PS PS4 or a, or a newer version of it. I, I, just, I can't imagine anyone playing this and recommending it to anyone or, or trying to defend it, saying it's a good game because it fucking isn't. Uh, yeah, genuinely made me angry. Genuinely made me angry when I was playing it. So you're saying wait uh, for PlayStation Plus? <laughs> oh, no, what I'm saying is it'll probably be pretty good in VR, Matt. All good. <laughs> It's about to say. <laughs> James, what have you been playing? Well, I haven't actually played a huge amount. I mean, I played, obviously, I mean, the main thing I played is Lost Reavers, which was obviously amazing. <laughs> the yeah. main thing you played, the you main played it for thing. an hour last night. That was it. I, 
I'm busy at the moment. I've got a lot of things going on. But um, the other one. I'm finishing my thesis at the moment. I've got to submit it in two weeks' time. It's you fucking nerd. I'm no. finishing my thesis. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick on a fucking video game, you prick. Well, I did because I I stuck on Pocket Arcade Story. Have you only ever heard of this? No. Okay. Do you... Is this is this one of the Kairos yeah, ones? Yeah. You remember like Game Dev Story? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's it's obviously from Kairosofts and. It's pretty much the same in the sense that this time you open an arcade, and um, you yeah. can like. Oh my god, I'm buying this. Yeah, it's it's also. I mean, it's like you said about what game is it you were talking about? Is it the one where you can like you know? It's one of those old style games where you buy it and you've actually just you own it. You know, it's not like free to play or yeah. anything, which is which is really <laughs> nice. So, sorry, can you go over that again, James? What? So you pay money? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. You pay money before you download yeah. it, and then what? And Why then would you get this, Matt? You don't have to keep giving the money. It's um yeah. That, should, should like continue? That sounds that's unbelievable. It's crazy, isn't it? In twenty sixteen, um, wow. I, I mean, well, I'm thinking like now, and it is twenty seven quid. So <laughs> you know, bit <laughs> harsh. But yeah, so basically, you open an arcade. You know, it's the same as Game Dev Story. You know, you can like name it, and then you like name your assistant and everything, and then you can like you have like the floor plan, so you can like arrange where you want to put your arcade machines. Then you can do the usual things like attract people with flyers and TV campaigns and James. stuff. Yep. Did you say that you can name your assistant? Yeah. I was I was stuck on that. Okay. So what did you name your assistant? I don't remember, actually. Oh James, Come you on. do remember. I don't remember. <laughs> you do assistant. I don't remember, honestly. Hang on, let me have a look. Can, can uh, I do you name your arcade? Yes, I did, yeah. What's your arcade called? My is arcade it James's is called, arcade. No, it's called The Pit. I thought it was you know. Oh, <laughs> you are such a 90s child. Love that. Love that. The really pit. busting all the stereotypes about yeah, games. Yeah, well. that's going to attract a healthy, to be diverse fair, it's range of people. I just watched the video on YouTube about Pit Fighter and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I called it Cool Zone. <laughs> exactly. It's got, it's got like a 90s theme to it. But, um, I called my arcade Babe Station. Um, <laughs> you know, he was sitting there thinking, all these little digital characters are going to be like. Down, down, uh, the, ringing up their mates, going, Do you, "You down the pit today?" Exactly. Yeah, I'm coming down the pit. Seven. <laughs> I'll see you down the pit. Yeah. I'll be by Simpsons Arcade. Yeah. <laughs> what? Simpsons Arcade game is a classic. <laughs> yeah, no, it just come out of nowhere. Go on, James. Okay. Anyway, okay. what well, you see, you say the Simpsons Arcade game, but there's a game in here that Matt would love. They've got the claw game. You know, for um, fuck off, James. Oh, excellent! I'm I just, I just fill, I just fill it with the claw machines and just call it Matt's Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's, Matt's Pit. Matt's Pit. Go on. What's your assistant called? I can't remember honestly. And now I've just opened it up and it can't. It doesn't tell me. It's um, do you get to That's choose bullshit. a male assistant oh, or wait a female? A assistant? No, 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 hang on. You don't name the assistant. You can choose what they look like. I was wrong. Oh, God. oh here we go. Worse. <laughs> but yeah, you can what name does... your arcade, so that's that's the good thing. You know, you can no. give it a cool nineties name. Or did whatever. you choose? Did you choose a male or female assistant? Yes, you can choose the gender. Yeah, yeah. What did you choose? What do you think, <laughs> <laughs> James? Man, you're fucking demented. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're the only you're <sighs> the only one that I know that sexualised one of the animals in Animal Crossing. I never did that. <laughs> yes, you did. You told me that you fancied the Belle, the the woman that helped you as a mayor. 
That's not what? true. Or mayor. No, 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 no. There was another one. Uh, we're not going to get another into this. One. It's messed up. How many are there, James? <laughs> I feel like we are going to get into this. How many are you fancying? James is a massive fan. No, it wasn't that one. It was the other one. She was well fit. No, do you know, there was, but, I'll tell you what, there was, you know, I had that whole thing where I lost my Animal Crossing, like, there's a game, I put two, two years into that, and it was really sad because <laughs> there's one of the characters in that that I'd grown very attached to, and then she just left the village one day, and, but it was all right, oh, because I had the picture, you know, like, you get, like, a oh, picture if you've been playing it long enough, and so I just left that in my room. Uh, is that, is that a picture in your wallet now, James? <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Like Cliffy B? Carries yeah. it around with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Matt, uh, James Farley. There he is. Okay, wow. So, yeah. are you, but you're enjoying the game? Yeah. <laughs> you're enjoying the pit. <laughs> you, you're having fun in the pit. It's amazing. Cool. But anyway, so then what happens is you... So you can do... You open up the thing, and then also the players that come and play in your arcade, they sort of like level up as they play your games, and then you can organise tournaments. And you organise tournaments against like other arcades, and then you get money. I mean, for some reason, your arcade gets the money rather than the person who's like competed in the tournament, <laughs> which doesn't really make sense. Um, and you have to play this kind of—it's a kind of bad mini game called Road Fight Two. I think they were going for like Street Fighter Two, but you know, it's it's a uh, it's a fighter, and you have to like press the buttons, you know, like at the right moment, you know, to try and make attacks but then apparently later in the game you have to also develop hardware and software so that to keep your arcade competitive so i think it's a bit like game dev story in that sense you know it's like you develop newer games nice. more people come but um the, i mean the only thing i don't like about it so far is it is quite slow to start it's you know i'm, I'm not got that far into it and it's just yeah it's not that fast well what are you playing the games are always like that though aren't they yeah yeah sorry matt well what are you playing this on james this is on iOS, but it's also on Android as well. It's oh, I'm going to get this. If it's on iOS, I'm going to get this, definitely. Yeah. Have you not played a Corusoft game before, Matt? Yeah, I played Game Dev Story. I absolutely loved it, yeah. Yeah, it's cracking, isn't yeah. it? It was really good. I tried um, the football one I didn't get on with and the F1 one I didn't get on with, um, but yeah. not for any fault of the game, I don't think. It was probably just me being grumpy or just not enjoying that style of game at that point, but... Um, I mean, as far as I'm aware, most of them are enjoyed by a lot of people. So, um, I mean, you could be cynical and say, well, it's the same formula every time and it's always the same results. Like, you'll you'll never fail at these games, really, will you? Um, but it doesn't matter because they're quite enjoyable to play and they've got some nice little mm. touches to them. So, yeah, I haven't got a problem Four with those pound. games. I'm not made of mine, James. It's three pounds something. <laughs> But yeah, 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 yeah. Three ninety nine. There you go. Just wait a year. <laughs> just wait a year, That's um, I get you. Matt, and you'll get James to buy you, buy you one, right? Sure. Point now, I'll wait you. Once you just... we're playing F Zero on our C- on our DVDs on our uh, NX. <laughs> the, that sounds more uh... ridiculous every time you say that. Right. Okay. That's uh, that's what we've been playing. Let's do a few questions and get out of here. Okay. So we got emails first. Um, we got. Hello podcast, I'm the avid listener of the show from Iran. I listened to the Joypod before, my favourite podcast, R.I.P. Egg. Anyways, the question of which is the best way of introducing a friend to gaming, do you not think is VR? I've just bought the Vive and Brookhaven, uh, makes me very excited, so immersive. David brushed over briefly, but I felt I had to reopen immersive topic to the debate. Yours, Human, Mosini, Tehran, Iran. There you go. 
Well, amazing oh. we've got uh, a listener from Iran. That's incredible. Okay. Was it legit, though? I'm... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's legit? Is it bad? Are you a bit, are you a bit suspicious, David? You know, have you read the it The name yet? on the email doesn't match the name on the account. I know that. True. Yeah. Yeah. That was what got me but thinking. But hey, if you are from Iran, then well, then I'm terribly sorry for even doubt on you. Um, what was the question? I didn't quite catch the question, though. Basically, does anyone care about, you know, is VR something to talk about? Please, can we not start talking about VR again? It's- I just <laughs> think, I think VR will be something that everyone is very interested in. Like, it's the sort of thing that when people come over that don't game, I will show because it, I know that will blow their minds. Um, I just, I don't see it as something that I use on a regular basis for myself, you know what I mean? Not at this mm. stage anyway in my life. Um, so someone at work brought in their, their, their vibe to the office and... Um, their what? Oh, sorry, they're Vive. And um, yep. <laughs> I need my around and the whole, the whole <laughs> business saying, yeah, if you want to go, it's in it's in that downstairs kitchen. And like tons and tons of people went there, like loads. And like, all day people were saying, oh, the, the, the vibe's amazing. Like these are people who don't even really play games that often or just there to give it a go. Like ev- it blew everyone away. Um, I, I think you're probably right. I don't think these, these, these people are going to rush out and, and buy one uh, or start gaming suddenly. But it's really interesting to see how much everyone like the, you know the 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 imagine director loves people who aren't into gaming they all, all tried it all thought it was incredible um yeah i mean we're, we're looking legitimately in my architect's practice we're looking into getting an oculus rift um yeah because yeah, I, I mainly for promotional purposes um but also because we believe that getting a handle on it at this stage will really help us be- like because there's no doubt that this will, stuff will be used for planning um, oh hell yeah, like yeah. To, in architecture definitely right yeah exactly and um and uh we've got one guy learning the unreal engine at the moment and literally in uh the unreal engine there's a button to convert your 3d models so you can you can create 3d models in 3d studio max which is what we use uh you can yeah. export it to an unreal engine to make it a 3d space uh and then press a button to make it oculus rift compatible uh, so we, wow. it just makes so much sense. I mean, I've been pushing this for a while, um, but it just makes so much sense to get an Oculus Rift into, um, even just when they're going to expose and when they're going to, you know, show off or, or show off to a client or whatever, and just, uh, just to crack one of those out and say, this is what the building would look like. Um, so I'm hoping to lead that project and get that to a point where it blows because what I want right what I want to be able to do is create a 3D space of what the town looks like or what the area looks like where we're looking to press uh, looking to do the building Uh, to Mm. do the building says the man that works in architecture (laughs) (laughs) looking to you know build whatever Um, and then and then press like a button on a control pad and then for like the building to sort of just like materialize in front of them that's what i want to work towards and i think that's totally possible and for someone to see that that could be really really exciting and a a bit of a game changer for us so yeah Mm. yeah i can see an an appeal to vr don't get me wrong i'm not down on it i just don't know if it's going to be something that i'm going to play video games on a lot you know what i mean I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but yeah. Yep. Next question. Okay. Tweets. Um, Ms. Rangers says, your longest exile from gaming. For me, it's between PS2 and 360 Switch. Lost my mojo and didn't get, uh, didn't game for four to two months. Uh, got it back and got the 360. 
Hmm. I don't think I had uh, a I genuine break. Yeah, me neither. I had a break from console gaming. Um, Hmm. Uh, I can't remember what was out at the time, but I was playing a lot of um, Unreal Tournament, uh, Quake, and um, uh, Midtown Madness. <laughs> what was the bike <laughs> one? Motocross Madness. I was playing a lot. Motocross of, Madness. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff and uh, Grand Theft Auto Two, uh, shit like that. Um, and then I remember getting my N sixty four down from the attic or whatever, wherever it was at the time. And just thinking, wow, this is so much simpler. Why am I not playing more console games and never look back from there? I've certainly been through phases with games where I, I felt like I was forcing myself to play them. Like I would buy the latest games, but never get anywhere near the end of them. You know, plan for a few mm. hours and think, oh, I'll trade it back in. Or where I, I never felt that like I was properly into it. And I can't remember what game. It was probably Crackdown that really sort of slapped me in the face again and said... No, that's not true. It was when Xbox Live came out when started. That was when that was when it really kicked off for me. I think the only time I had this was when when I was when I stayed in China for a year, like on my own, and I I couldn't take consoles with me, so I only had a 3DS and an iPad for like the whole year. Yeah, that wasn't so good. Yeah. You see, I I've always I've wondered about this, like. Just thought, like, could I do all right on handheld stuff if I had to? You can. It's just not fun. Um, I've <laughs> fair enough. No, I, I'd always thought like it sounds like a miserable experience, but it's probably not as bad as I think. But I assume what you're telling me is that it is. Well, it is that you bad. You do miss out on like a lot. I mean, it's having mm. the iPad made it a bit better because then I could still play some stuff like The Walking Dead and stuff. But then you just Right. You know, yeah. The 3DS was brilliant. I had a great time, especially that's when I really got into Fire Emblem. And I probably, it did mm-hmm. give me the chance to get into stuff like that, but maybe I wouldn't have given the same amount of time before, which was nice. But, yeah. you know, still missed, you know, the other, the other stuff as well. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Matt? Uh, I, I think I definitely calmed down when I was at university. I, I, I had consoles, but I wasn't on them anywhere near as much, obviously, because I had other things to do. But, um,. Like drinking, I, I don't mean uni work. Um, so yeah, I, I've calmed down, but I have—I've never had a full break. I've always had a console or two in the house, definitely. Cool. Right, next question. Okay, this is from Trendthrifts. He says, "Has there ever been a good underwater level in any game?" Haven't listened to the inside app yet. Apologies for covered there. Funny you should say that. I was playing um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical yeah. Freeze. And it has a very, very, very excellent swimming level in the game. I see. That's interesting because I, um, when you started saying Donkey Kong, I was thinking, yes, the uh, underwater bits in Donkey Kong Country, uh, the first one on the SNES, were excellent. They were good, mainly for the music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On this, there's a one level that plays with all sorts. It plays with electricity. It plays with light, um, and uh, it's got some like neon lighting. But then if you yeah, there are bits where it looks like limbo, so the lighting's so strong behind hmm. you, you just see in the outline of Donkey Kong swimming, and then then the background becomes really dark, and the foreground becomes really light, and suddenly the background lights up, and you can see this huge fish head looking at you, or an octopus, and stuff like that. Um, Sounds terrifying. It is, and it it plays like nights into dreams, rather than 
as like a you know usually it's just a real sort of pain in the ass and maneuver a character i mean notoriously mario i i really don't like mario underwater levels uh because of the floating mm. momentum that he's got um the way it's done in donkey kong tropical freeze is the um uh is it is it feels like you're they're flying basically it feels like nights into dreams but underwater um so you know if you you know that feeling nights into dreams now where if you circled the analog stick right the way round, the character sort of followed it and that felt really satisfying for some reason um yeah that that's what's in this uh and it felt really good uh it really refined and everything the only thing i didn't like is it had the sonic-esque bubbles that you had to keep going back to oh no yeah yeah, and they, they're littered throughout, so it's not really a problem. But if you miss one, it is a bit of a pain in the arse. I don't like that. But other than that, really good. The obvious answer here is surely the water temple in Ocarina of Time. What? That is... Isn't that widely regarded the worst yeah, bit yeah. of the game? Yeah, no, I was joking. Yeah, I was joking. It is, <laughs> it is horrendous. It's a, it's a nightmare that I still have flashbacks to these, this very day. Uh, Echo the Dolphin was good back in the day. Was it? Oh, does that count though? Because that's not water levels, is it? That's just a water game. Yeah, one big water level. <laughs> <laughs> one massive, massive water level. Speaking of um, Ocarina of Time, the water temple, I it, like. I played that as a kid. I never remember having any trouble with it. I, I just remember it being bad. I, I, I don't remember it being like so hard I had to quit. I just remember it was just really laborious and it wasn't fun. And uh, yeah. Shame. Shame. Real shame. Shame. Next question. Come on, James. Shame. Okay. Yeah, come would, on, you, would you like to endorse my up. CSGO gambling website? We Did we mention this? I think I might have cut this from the podcast last time because none of us knew what it was about. Uh, we did. You now just didn't I... want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> did I cut it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, fine. Um. Yeah. No, I know what it's about now. And that is, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? You mm-hmm. were talking about this on Midnight Resistance, but I don't think you made it clear that the guy actually owned the website. So that made it even more bad. Don't blame me. Chris and Owen explained it. I just let them Yeah, and I think, I think they <laughs> alluded to it, but they didn't make it explicit that the, the, these guys actually right. owned the website that they were promoting. And, right, uh, yeah, And all that sort of stuff. It fucking dodgy, but I don't know. I don't know. Whatever people need to say about it has already been said at this point, haven't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I will promote your 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 uh, gambling <laughs> website as long as yeah, as long as kids can play it. Next question. Okay, Phil Nicklin says uh, Stardew Valley is the best Harvest Moon game. Do any other games supersede the series that inspired them in the same way? That's a good question. What, what was the first sort of question. farming style game like that? What do you think? Um, well, Harvest Moon was the, the one that kicked it off. That's so why he's saying like Stardew Valley has basically come along and just done what Harvest Moon has been doing for ages, but much better. Yeah, but isn't he, isn't he, actually... wasn't the question, um, what was the first type of game like this? Or no, no, his question is what other examples are there where like one one game has come along and done something that another series is famous for but done it much better oh god you can think of like I can't think of that <laughs> off the top of my head I just think of like Wolfenstein <laughs> and Doom you know and that I mean obviously you know it's like that's like a progression is this just like the same this is also a progression 
Um, um, well, no, because Wolfenstein and Doom are the same yeah, team, true. whereas this is just someone else has come along and. I would say probably. Um, oh, I I would say probably uh, until dawn, as we were talking about it earlier. That feels like that come along and did everything that David Cage wanted to do, but better. Oh, I'll argue <laughs> that things like The Walking Dead did things that David Cage wanted to do, but better. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's fair as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cause that um, came out skate, skate basically buried Tony Hawk overnight. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think that that did what Tony Hawk did better because it didn't. It didn't feel like the same sort of True, thing at all. Different. Did it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, hmm. What do you, what do you um, think I, about? I think. Like banjo over Mario sixty four. Um, because I know you're like a huge fan of banjo. Would you? I am, and I am, and it's a difficult one, really, because I think um I loved Mario sixty four, but I grew to love it even more after, like later in life, and going back and looking at it and going, actually, this was pretty amazing. But then I go back to Banjo Kazooie and say, this is pretty amazing as well. I don't think I'm confident enough to say that what Banjo Kazooie did was what Mario did, but better. Mm. Put it that way. Uh, but it was a fucking good game. It's just always that big argument. Like if you say, like I always said, I prefer Banjo Kazooie to Mario sixty four, and I always got shit for it. But <laughs> I guess I still stand by that. I I, I love that video game. It's really yeah, good. Banjo Kazooie was so special, so good. I just remember it. I mean, uh, another one. Not that Zelda has ever been shit, but it was quite surprising the way Akami came out of nowhere and just was like, well, I mean, it came out uh, not long after Twilight Princess and it was better than Twilight Princess. Um, So that was pretty astonishing. It's also 10 years since Akami came out, did you know? I did not know that. Um, The the other game that is sort of probably controversial to say, but... The uh, Tomb Raider reboot seemed to do a lot of what Uncharted um, 1, 2 and 3 wanted to do, but it seemed to have yeah. done it better. Certainly the combat was miles better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe that sits in that camp, but maybe not really. Well, you can go the other way, so, can you? You can say like, the Uncharted games from the Tomb Raider inspiration. I don't know if you yeah, if you go it's back been a bit of back and forth. Yeah, but there. if you go back and play those older Tomb Raider games, you realise how n- n- that comparison was not as good as you'd first think. I don't know. They are they, those those original Tomb Raider games are so different. Yeah, but they're the, so yeah, but different the, to what Uncharted really, and the new Tomb Raider. The games incredible are like. dialogue between the T Rex and uh, and Lara's. <laughs> I remember that when I was younger. So 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 emotional. Oh wow. <laughs> Should we do one more? Yeah. We'll do one more. Um, oh, this is tough now because I'm going to have to choose something. Um, oh, no. Sorry, have we made it hard for you? You, you have made it difficult for me, and I'm not going to forgive Give. you for that because it's kind of annoying. You give him a job. Um, How dare you? Well, can I, I'll tell you, can I do a multi part one? What? Just, what, yeah, whatever. All right, okay. <laughs> Indiana747 says The most emotional response to a game I have ever had was tearing up at the prologue of The Last of Us was due mainly uh, to the fact that I was in a bad place at the time. My question to you guys is, what game with an emotional storyline would you like to see get the HD remaster treatment? <laughs> <laughs> so I like that one, because it's like, you know, lulling you into a full sense of security, <sighs> and then, yeah, hits you with it. Fuck's sake. Um, I mean, emotional, surely that's, that's Skate 3, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, that was an emotional storyline. Skate 2 had a more emotional storyline. <laughs> Um, because it was three quarters through the game, you actually found out the the game started. You were let out of prison, and you had no idea why. Um, <laughs> and then it just turned out it's because you tried to like skate down this um, dam. <laughs> I was I was tear yeah, I was tearing yeah, up. I remember mate. that was, day. Oh, yeah. don't want to end this on a bummer, but I'm sorry. Do you have you <laughs> anyone? <laughs> do you um? Do you have a game that you link to an emotional moment? Not so much an emotional emotional period of your time, but an uh, emotional moment. Because I've been thinking about this recently, and um, um, I think so. So, my one was Civilization on the PC. Wow, that is so not a Day Returners game. Yeah, I can't. I no, it's ever not. not but that. when I was, I think when I was younger. Um, I was a bit of a really nerd. into no. I was really into those sort of games. I was really into um, uh, it started off with like theme park and roller coaster tycoon and stuff like that, and then it was just anything really that had things where I would build stuff and and try mm. and manage you know bars and you know that sort of stuff. Um, and I remember playing it for ages what was that what was the other one was there one called Utopia where you were on a spaceship and managing a spaceship with loads of little aliens in a sort of RTS style yeah yeah sounds familiar I think it was just before that actually I was playing Civ and um, and I remember my mum coming into the back room and uh, my granddad was like is my hero and she told me that he'd had a stroke and that they had to go and up into London to go and see him in hospital and um, mm. they walked out of the house and I did nothing, I sat there playing Civilization, like as if nothing had happened and now I can't really look at that game without being taken back to that point and I don't think I can ever play that game again fucking weird yeah. I think, mm. you know you read that stuff about people using games as a like sort of comfort blanket or a way to get yeah. away from a realistic situation I think that's what happened, and it wasn't intentional, and I hated myself for a long time after that, because I kind of thought, Jesus Christ, you just got told this stuff about your granddad, and you just sat there playing a game for the rest of the night. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, because it's just like your head's gone, well, I'm not dealing with that, yeah. so... That, 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 <laughs> Sean, that is exactly what it was. It was, yeah. I, I can't deal with that, so now I'm going to look at see what my little dudes are doing down here. Hmm. fucking weird man when that happens it, it, I'm I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people because I've read a lot of articles on it and stuff and um, and uh, that is a fucking weird moment when you emotionally hmm. link yourself to a certain game through something that happens in real life it's fucking weird you out so anyway thanks for living it <laughs> 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 it's not happened though uh, Sorry, I don't know why I felt the need to share that at that point. That's good. I just got a bit sad. No, 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 it was good. There you go. All right, should we end it there? Um, yep. Yeah. Can do. <laughs> do you want to lighten it up with um, with uh, uh, the social media stuff, man? <laughs> <laughs> should we do one more question? We can't end it like that. Right, okay, let's do, do, do that. Do we do a quick one? Yeah, yeah. I'll be up. Yeah, do the go last for one, it. James. No, it's boring. Okay. Um, I'm going to do, from Man Puncher, Pokemon Go or Pokemon No? What of what? We've spoken about Pokemon Go. Do the last one. There's there's a whole ton of ones here about Pokemon Go though. It's a it's well, we've a hot spoken topic. About it at length. 
Go on. All right, okay. You you want me to do the last one, yeah? I don't know. I've not seen it. I don't know what's good, but I trust Matt. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh, yeah, with my life. Okay, no, right, 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 right. Okay, Dave, right. Uh, Transters uh, has a tweet. Uh, the second part of it is, are you excited for Mafia 3? Now, I've never played a Mafia game before, but Mafia oh. 3 looks amazing. Thank God you said this, because I've been meaning to talk about this for a long time. Um, Don't thank me. Thank Transters. It's been a... Uh, I wasn't thanking you. Okay. Um, this is what I was I worried was... about, because now he's going to go off on one for ages. It's, you you know... played Mafia 2, right? James. I've never played it, no. I've been very vocal and very boring at my uh, the, the amount of love I give <laughs> that game. Boring. I'm aware of that. I bring it up a lot for what was, you know, a half-decent um, sandbox game. I fucking loved Mafia 2, and the more I see of Mafia 3, the more incredible it looks. I've, I'm really excited for Mafia 3. I, lo- I love the angle they're taking with it. I love it, because it's not... It's not a, hey, hey, boys, <laughs> I'm growing up the ranks now, boy. <laughs> I'm sleeping with the fashion scene. They've Tommy actually taken... A... You know we were talking about racist accents before. <laughs> they've, <laughs> they've actually taken a, a, a sort of something that a traditional gangster film would never have approached when they were popular um, and mm-hmm. brought the sort of racial tension from that era into it. And I'm really excited to see how they handle it. Whether I mean, as good as um, Mafia 2 was, it was a bit clumsy in some of the stuff that it tried to do uh, when it approached things like race issues and stuff like that. But when you make it the focus of the game, you can't drop the ball with that. You've got to be so confident that you're getting the tone right. Um, But I think that they might have nailed it because looking at the stuff in the game, like looking at all the previews and trailers and stuff, there's not one that makes it look lame. There's not one that makes it look like it's missing the mark. I'm fucking well excited for Mafia um, 3. Gameplay-wise, are they like GTA games? Um, yeah, but they're more... Um, they're, they're more like a linear game set in an open setting rather than a sandboxy style go anywhere, loads of things to do, loads of shops to pop into. It didn't really have that in Mafia 2, but it was set in an open world. Um so it kind of just made what was essentially quite a linear game feel a little bit more open because it let you get from point A to point B however you wanted. But once you were there, you were then funneled down this story mission. Um, yeah, it really... It it didn't need to be uh, open world, but but the, what they did with the open world stuff was brilliant. Because I, t- I, I mean, I've explained this a million times before, and I'm sorry... But um, what the special thing that they did was that the opening f- few hours of the game um, was set 10 years before the rest of the game. And the way that it made the same open world city look completely different because we'd jumped forward a, a decade was really, really fucking impressive. Like, so it let you discover the world and you had a handle on where everything was then your character went to prison you come back and everything had changed like it was really it's really clever um and i hope there's stuff like that in this <laughs> Does that makes sense i don't know it's difficult that. because obviously that's that's such a, a cool gimmick you can't just do can't that just do again. that again no because yeah. it would be awful yeah. So I'm really interested to see how they break. I think this time they're going to focus on breaking up different areas of a city where you'll be very... Mm -hmm. uh, GTA V was the first game that really nailed that, where you knew that if you were 
in a predominantly black area or a predominantly white area. It made that very, very clear. Um, And I think that they're going to focus on that because it's such a big part of what the story looks like it's going to be. Um, Hmm. Yeah. I trust them. I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. And all the previews have been good. It does look you good. think you're, you're interested, Matt? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the trailer looks stunning. I've seen it a couple of times um, on TV and stuff. It looks really good. So I'm definitely interested to see what that game's like when it's out. Do you have any idea when it's out? A couple of months, I think. It's not that far away. Awesome, awesome. I have to put my name to it. Right, okay. Okay, this How show's on iTunes. It'd be us? awesome if you, uh, you're probably already subscribed, of course. If you can leave a review on iTunes, that'd be awesome. Or just tell your mates about it. Um, if you're on Android, you can download the show through Pocket Cast as well if you don't want to get on uh, the iTunes train. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. We're at computergamepod on Twitter. Um, we're at facebook.com slash thecomputergameshow. And we're also on YouTube. Uh, just youtube.com slash thecomputergameshow where all new episodes uh, go up uh, each and every week. Uh, we're going to maybe try and get some streaming done uh, at some point soon because uh, I do miss that. So that will also be up there. Also, our previous streams, previous shows, they're all on our YouTube channel. Uh, someone also tweeted um, about where we are on Twitch. Again, we're not doing much in the way of streams, but you can watch some of our previous stuff at uh, twitch.tv slash the computer game show. And that's it. And um, yeah, guys, thanks for living it. We'll, we'll see you next week. It's bye from me. Bye from Matt Murray. Bye bye. Bye from Sean Bell. Bye. Go fuck yourself from James Farley. Hey. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. <laughs> Bye <fun>. hey. <laughs> <laughs>